You know, religious people have such beautiful music and art, and atheists really have nothing. <laughs> Until now. This is the entire atheist hymnal right here. A little song called Atheists Don't Have No Songs. Christians have, Christians have their hymns and pages. Hymns and pages. Havanagilas for the Jews. For the Jews. Baptists have the rock of ages. Rock of ages. Atheists just sing the blues. Romantics play, Romantics play Claire de Lune. Claire de Lune. Born again, sing he is risen. But no one ever wrote a tune. Wrote a tune. For godless existentialism. For atheists, there's no good news. They'll never sing a song of faith. In their songs, they have a rule. The he is always lowercase. <laughs> But he is always lowercase. Some folks sing, Some folks sing a Bacchantata. Bacchantata. Lutherans get Christmas trees. Atheist songs add up to nada. Up to nada. But they do, they do have Sundays free. Have Sundays free. Pentecostals sing, Pentecostals sing, they sing to heaven, sing to heaven. Gothics had the book of scrolls, numerologists count, numerologists count, they count to seven, count to seven. Atheists have rock and roll. For atheists, there's no good news, they'll never sing a song of faith. In their songs, they have a rule, the he is always lowercase. The he is always lowercase. Atheist. Atheist. Don't have no song. Christians have their hymns and pages. Hymns and pages. Havanagilas for the Jews. For the Jews. Baptists have the rock of ages. Rock of ages. Atheist. Just sing the blues. Catholics dress up for mass and listen to Gregorian chants. Atheists just take a pass. Watch football in their underpants. Watch football in their underpants. Atheists. Atheists. Don't have no We have songs. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we we had, don't. We don't have a collection of them in a book of hymns or anything. We got Tim Minchin. We got he, Tim Minchin. He plays a lot of lovely songs for us. We have. We have Bad Religion. Is a band yeah. where most of their stuff. Uh, we played a Judas Priest song last week. Judas Priest, uh, Tool, a Perfect Circle, anything with with Maynard Keenan. He's pretty. He's pretty badass. Sure. I like that guy a lot. Yeah, he's one of my favorites. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Godless Revolution. Hi. As you can notice, there's no meow tonight. Oh, sad face. Matt Mitchell is not here, but... Mr. Kitty Pence. You've got Ryan Duffy. I'm Dan Ellis. And and we got my brother here, too, who's not wanting to talk into a mic, I think. (laughs) (laughs) And this is Zach Duffy. Yeah. So we got Ryan and Zach. Yeah. That's true. 
he's uh he's here visiting me because he's never been to Utah and he wanted to be on a podcast really really bad so <laughs> he flew out to to join that was the only reason you came out here right it was <laughs> i felt like i had a lot of choice in tonight's uh, decisions <laughs> it was hey we're going to go down to the aquarium and then when we're done with that i'm going to drive you over to do a podcast and you're 50 miles from home <laughs> so more like a thousand but oh well that, yeah, yeah that home <laughs> 50 miles from temporary home but so Zach, who's older between the two of you? I'm four years older. I'll be 35 in a couple weeks. Yeah. Four years older at the age of 30. You old man. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget how how young Ryan is. Yeah, I'm the youngest one on the show. I feel old. At, at 31. I'll be 41 in January. When You just had your birthday already yeah. this year, right? Yeah, uh, March. March. 22nd, so. 31 in March. That means I'll be 41... Before you're 32. Yes. So take that, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> so you do you, you do you live in Chicago? Zone? I do. Yeah, Chicago. So what took you to Chicago from from the family homestead in Wisconsin? Oh, that's a long story. No, I did a program <laughs> called Teach for America right out of college and taught elementary school in the south side of Chicago. And lived in Boston for a little bit, lived in Seattle for a little bit, and came back to Chicago. And I've been there for almost 10 years again now. So so you like Chicago, I'm guessing. I do. I yeah. love it. Own a house there. Yeah. Got a car and married, <laughs> have a kid. <laughs> be there forever. Yeah? Yeah. You lo- what is it you like about Chicago? It's just, it's a good city. Yeah. I, th- I mean, it has all the problems every other big city has. I think people are aware of that. I think people are trying to change those. I live in a neighborhood I love. It's more of a it's more of a diverse neighborhood. I guess I'm helping gentrify it, unfortunately, but it's a <laughs> it's a really nice neighborhood, and I love the people there. And I've I don't know, I've just become a part of the education community there, so I know you know I'm comfortable there. I know people there. I go to my local bar, and they know me. So. <laughs> I think Utah could use some some gentrification yeah. of of bringing more minorities in yeah. here, and that was that was one of my complaints while I was in Memphis. Not that not that I was complaining there were minorities there, but the lack of minorities here in Utah. We we went partying on Beale Street and went into a little hip hop bar and it was just so fucking much fun, man. Yeah. And and there are hip hop bars here in Salt Lake, but not many. They're few and far between. And yeah, this was just I mean the whole basically maybe we should just Try to make Salt Lake a little bit more like Memphis and a little bit less like Salt Lake. Salt Lake make is it great. more fun. Yeah, I mean, Salt, Salt Lake is fun. Great. Yeah, but you can you can have a good time and everything. But I there's just it's so vanilla and plain sometimes that you know I I took a video of everybody out dancing on the dance floor and I was like sometimes I'm like fuck Utah <laughs> tonight's one of those nights because it was just a great time and I was a little bit drunk so yeah, I, I I had actually made a comment to a guy at work a few weeks ago saying that. Uh, there's a study that said you're more. It's more likely that a Caucasian person will have narcotics or marijuana on them, but it's more likely that a black or Hispanic will be arrested for it. And the true. guy, the guy I work with, said, "Well, look at Utah County Jail. It's all white people in there." I'm like, "Yeah, because we're <laughs> fucking Utah. <laughs> this whole state is nothing but white people. You think they import them to the jail? No. That's like looking at a loaf of white bread, taking out the core, and going, "Well, yeah, look at the core of this white bread. It's all white. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I had a really really good time in Memphis. So it was 
It was yeah. a really good time. Everything was great up until the plane ride home. I told you guys about that earlier pre-podcast. Yeah. And the first leg of the flight was great. Second leg of the flight was kind of a fucking nightmare. But I won't go into too many details about that until maybe later if I get... Get too much of your drinks into you. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, crying babies on a plane are not good. But crying babies on a plane where the parent has absolutely nothing to try to help the baby relax, feel better, you know, pop their ears, feed them, (laughs) keep them warm, occupied... It was. It wasn't a shitty baby. It was a shitty fucking parent, and it was really bad. By the end of the flight, yeah. everybody was just fried, just nerves shot. So, as people probably remember, since we didn't have a show last week, you were at the atheist American Atheist Convention in Memphis. I was. Uh, what's some of the good things you pulled out of it? Oh my or- god, so many good things. So this year, the convention was held in Memphis at the Peabody Hotel which is one of the oldest hotels in Memphis, if not the oldest. I, I can't remember if it's the absolute oldest. But it's this grand old monstrosity almost in a, in a great way. Like, you know, it's it's fantastic marble flooring throughout. Uh, you know, it's this grand hotel that has just been there forever. And so many things in Memphis are really old, like – you know, as we were touring the city and, and doing a bunch of different things, I, I kept remarking about how, you know, it a lot of parts of it needed some revitalization. Like there were there was a lot of construction going on, but I guess it would it could be more accurately said that there seemed to be a lot of demolition going oh, on. Okay. I didn't see a lot of building new things. I saw Just, them tearing down a bunch of old yeah. things. Uh I'm guessing to replace them with newer things, but there weren't very many newer things around that area of town. Uh, there were, there were a lot of really cool things and a lot of the real, the old buildings were really, really cool. Yeah. On Beale street, there's a, there's a building there with the old facade of the original building still there, but because it's so old and because they basically tore down all of the building behind the facade, it's just this, it's just the front of this old brick and stone building that has these steel beams now. Shit. Holding it. (laughs) (laughs) It has these steel beams that are now holding it up. And that was really cool. And and I don't know if you guys know much about Beale Street. No. But they – it's just – it's a party every night. They okay. close Beale Street to traffic. And you can just go bar to bar to bar to bar to like bar. Like a Mardi Gras type thing, but yeah. all year round. Yeah. Yeah, all year round in the evening. I'm not sure what time they close it. But then, yeah, the, the street is closed off for the night. They have walk-up beer windows. <laughs> So as you're walking down the road, you can just cruise up to this walk-by window, order a it's, beer, and keep on walking. It's like the street's walking. an open bar. You can just drink wherever, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Open Contary. Open Contary. Open Container Carry wherever. Uh, yeah. It was just a really, really good time. And the music was awesome. I mean, yeah. so many bands that were playing at all of the different venues, they were all really, really good. I don't remember going into any of the bars where they had a live band and going, let's get out of here. These guys fucking suck. <laughs> Like, they were all really, yeah. really good. Uh, all of the people were incredibly kind, very open, very welcoming. It was a great town, and I, yeah. I really like Memphis a lot. Um, it would have been nice to have more time to just see the sights while we were there. You know, we were busy with the convention, and the convention was a great time also. Uh, you Same. know, clearly they put a whole lot of work into organizing that and putting it all together. And I saw they even had the sign 
at the front. Was that the hotel sign that had the welcome American Atheist? Uh, no, I believe that was in the airport. Oh, really? Yeah. In Wow. That's yeah. even yeah. more of a bigger Because <laughs> I thought it was at the, the hotel. So I'm like, oh, cool. The hotel was not ashamed to have you guys there. No, yeah. But having at the airport, that's even... Oh, yeah. It was it was at the airport at the visitor center in the airport, oh, wow. I believe, where on their sign it was, you know, Memphis welcomes American atheists yeah. for their national convention. I didn't realize it was at the airport. I, I figured it was at, at the uh, hotel. No, yeah. it's. I've got the picture of it here yeah. on my Facebook. And yeah, that's oh, at yeah, the airport. Yeah, There's the baggage yeah. sign behind it there. I didn't even notice that. So yeah, this is the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau sign in the airport welcoming American atheists for the 2015 National Convention. And I thought that was pretty damn yeah. cool, man. I mean, so during during the convention, I believe it was uh, David Silverman when he was up speaking during the, I think it might have been during the costume dinner, and he talked about how, you know, this was the first time that that, that, that American atheists had been openly courted by by a city and and an establishment actively seeking their business and wanting them oh, okay. to host the convention there. You know, in years past, it was trying to find a location that would allow you to have yeah, a convention yeah. there. You know, that you would you would still pay full retail for everything. There would be no discount on rooms, you know, just to even allow you to hold it there with, you know, not allowing you to put up any signage or directions yeah. for people. No like, billboards. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, even within the hotel, like on their, you know, hotels in the lobby, they always yeah. have like a list of events and yeah. shit. You know, back back in the day, they wouldn't put anything up there. Or if they did, it wouldn't say American Atheist. It would just say AA. <laughs> so, so there was... They said Alcoholics Anonymous. So, yeah, somebody made, a, somebody made a comment about, you know, you have a couple drunks stumble by and we just welcome them to the party. Cause, yeah. Because <laughs> they were clearly in the wrong place, but we were still trying to be nice to them. And, you know, so like I said, in the past, they, they had a really hard time finding a venue. And so, you know, this year was the first time that they were courted by somebody to to actually want to have it there. Like the city of Memphis flew, I think it was David Silverman and Amanda Kniff to Memphis just to tour the city, to show oh. them around, got them dinner, put them, you know, put them up in the hotel. He said when they walked into the lobby of the Peabody, there was a giant banner saying, you know, welcome American atheists. Wow. And that's pretty unusual. Oh yeah. Very, very <laughs> unusual, but very, very, I mean, it's a very good sign of, of the way things have shifted. Yeah. You know, over the last 50 years, you know, American Atheists was started in 63, I think. Well, yeah, because, well, this this would have been, well, wasn't last year the 50th? For the convention? Well, I think, I think this was the 51st or 52nd. Uh, well, it says 50 on the cup. For some reason, I thought last year was the 50th. Well, yeah, that's. 1963 or 2013. Well, and that's that's just the. That's an old cup. <laughs> I think that's the that's the amount of years since American Atheist was founded, right? Okay, yeah. They haven't had a they haven't had a convention every yeah, single year. Yeah. So I think this year's convention was the was the forty first annual convention. I think the one in Salt Lake last year was the fortieth. Okay. I may be wrong by a year there. If so, I apologize. But I think that's what it is. So you know, in the last forty years of them doing this was this was the first, first time, time in forty years that someone invited them. Yeah, that, that a city has has sought them out and said, "Hey, we'd love you to come and spend some money in our town," mm-hmm. because atheists typically are well healed, well educated. They like to go out and have a good time and party, and they're friendly, and they bring a shit ton of money, money into your city. And so, it's in the city's best interest to court them. Yeah, 
you know, and, and in years past, they haven't done so because, because of the subjugating religious majorities everywhere. So, and, and I mean, Memphis isn't an atheist town by any stretch of the word. I mean, it's in the Bible belt. That's why it's kind of shocking. It's Memphis. It's Tennessee. It's, oh yeah, I think red Christian. Oh yeah. You know, the funny thing about Memphis, well, funny, not ha ha, but funny, (laughs) peculiar slash odd, at least to me growing up here in Utah, you can drive down the road and you see a whole bunch of churches, but they're all, they're all LDS churches. You may have, you know, a Baptist church interspersed here and there, or a Catholic church here and there, but the the bulk of them are all LDS churches. And driving around Memphis, uh, we took a bus tour on Sunday, Sunday or Monday, Monday, I think. And, you know, driving around the city of Memphis, I saw so many churches, so many churches. There were churches like, the place was filthy with churches, right? Just <laughs> here and there. And some of them were just like... You know, somebody's house or yeah. like an old closed 7-Eleven storefront or a parking lot with a shack. And, I mean, they were all over the place and they were all first different denominations. You know, there wasn't the any... The first Fifth Street Church of... Yeah, it was... There was Roman there, there wasn't any, any clear predominant yeah. faith other than that they were all clearly Christian churches. Yeah. But, you know, that's the thing about about... Uh, Christianity is that there are so many individual small sects within it because they can't even agree on it, right? They all <laughs> they all claim to have this personal and close relationship with God and Jesus Christ, who apparently gives them all different fucking messages because he's, well, he, I don't know, maybe he wants them to argue about dumb shit. The others know. didn't pray right, so they, their their answers are false. Yeah, I, I've but never we, we did pray right, so our answers are true. Yeah, I've never understood that. Like you, you have a you know, a close personal relationship with your Lord and Savior who, you know, apparently can't see fit to make his message clear enough that everybody who would choose to love and accept him can agree on what the fuck he says. It's no coincidence that he happens to say things that already perfectly align with what you believe in the first place. You think you would have gotten it right writing it down the first time. Well, the funny thing, too, is I think most of those have come because of persecution within different, like, they keep splintering off because one group becomes more or less of something. And they were like, we're going to start our own group then if you won't let us believe what we want to believe as part of this group. So I mean, sort of ironic. Yeah. If you guys say that we have to dunk people instead of just sprinkling them with water, we're going to go start our own church. That's exactly how, like when John Hanks was on, talking about the the cult down there, Mm -hmm. when one group thought it was better to have threesomes, like, well, screw you. We're breaking off because God said we can have threesomes. Yeah. Clearly you're not following the word of God correctly. We'll go start our own church. And it's, and it's, it's people identifying things that they want to do or practice or believe and, and adopting those into their own particular theological yeah. leanings and, and either joining a group who almost perfectly aligns with that or joining a group who pretty much aligns with it until you can find enough people to start your own group, which yeah. is just silly if, if you're trying to say that you're interpreting the perfect word of God. You know, the perfect word of God, sure, you can say that we're all failed or fallible creatures who are, you know, who may not have a perfect understanding of anything, but God knows exactly what he could do. If, you know, if, if, if a God existed, he knew he would know exactly what he could do or say to make everybody agree, understand his word perfectly and choose to accept it or not. And so to, to have it boil down to a matter of faith on, you know, 
tiny little niggling issues throughout whatever belief system you want to have is silly. I've always thought that was really strange. You know who thinks they know the Bible quite right? The Westboro Baptist Church. The Westboro Baptist Church? Yeah. What's that? You never heard of them? No. They Are they the, spreading the good word? They got that crazy lady. I think her name is something Phelps. Phelps? Not the, not the swimmer. Not the swimmer. I was uh, going to say, that sounds like a yeah. swimmer or something. That's uh, that Michael I, Phelps. That's a sound I would make while burping or farting. Yeah. He's, he's a... He's <laughs> 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 right? Uh, it's a sound I would make while burping or farting. Maybe at the same time. Which which tab am I looking for uh, here? Florida, Florida, Mike, for... Wisconsin. There's not Steve Martin. Maybe you didn't open it yet? Perhaps not. Let me. It's going to be the one that says WBC. Well, right there. That's the one raw story. Yes. They're all raw story. You read a lot of raw story, uh, my friend. They tend to bash religion quite easily and it's really easy to either find <laughs> well it's on easy right that everyone I mean, else grabs it's shooting fish in a barrel yeah so uh look at this crazy shirley phelps yeah she is she's nuts she but apparently is. this kid uh i forgot what, what his age was he's gay he lives in ireland Mm-hmm. And he did a YouTube video where his mom sat down with him, and she went through his grinder and read comments people had left to him on Grinder, mm-hmm. and it kind of blew up. Well, guess who decided? Like, to... was his mom being supportive and yeah, nice being or... totally oh. supportive and oh, okay. all kind of stuff. Guess about who... comments received on Grinder. I guess it was more of a funny thing. <laughs> it's supposed to be kind of comedic, and the kid never really thought it was going to go anywhere. Uh-huh. But uh, it went semi-viral. Yeah, and Mrs. Phelps decided to comment on it. Oh, she commented on his, on vi- his video. Really? Shirley, him, Shirley Phelps herself. Uh, he, uh, I guess she used the word fag 41 times in his YouTube comment. Oh, my. So in one comment, she called him a fag more than 41 times. Jesus. So, yeah, the, the article says, uh, in a video published to YouTube on Tuesday, a gay Irish man contacted the infamously anti-gay web, uh, Westboro Baptist Church for advice on going to heaven. Last week, Riyadh Kay's video of his mother reading YouTube comments went viral, and it included a message from de facto Westboro leader Shirley Phelps. Quote, This is what happens when the fag enablers turn the country to the fags. These people are going to hell! In all, Riyadh said that Phelps used the word fag 41 times in his YouTube comments. Good lord! Yeah, if you want to play the video at the bottom, it's actually him making the phone calls to the Westboro Baptist Church. Oh, awesome. So it says, yeah, Riyadh decided to give Phelps a call this week to find out how to avoid going to hell. I doubt she would be the one who can give him the best advice on that, but let's see what she has to say about it. This, it is quite funny. Hopefully they won't be playing no YouTube commercials in the beginning. Hello, I'm Riyadh. Uh, last week I had a video that went a little bit viral where I asked my mom to read my grinder messages. If you haven't seen it, you can click right here. One of the comments under the video was from the one and only Shirley Phelps of the Westboro Baptist Church. I mean, I was a little bit starstruck, I'm not going to lie. They hold those God hates fags, God hates America, God hates and everything signs. This is what happens when the fag enablers turn the country to the fags. These people are going to hell. Ideally, I go to heaven. I mean, that's the plan. But now I'm kind of thinking, what am I doing wrong? She knows. So I, I better give her a call. This is Hello, and thank yeah. you for calling the Westboro Baptist Church. Shirley? 
This is uh, Riyad K here from YouTube. You left a few comments underneath my video about Grinder. I just wanted. You are heading straight to hell. I just God wanted to ask you about the how to get it. Fags. Just God one question. I just want to ask you. You cannot change that standard. Doesn't what? matter if but, you can but, get this but, entire goofy, disobedient but, but, nation. Read the words <laughs> and obey your God. Well, she's obviously in a bad mood today. I'll just leave her voicemail with my questions. If you are calling about gay rights, press six. Thanks for calling. Hey, Shirley, how are you, babe? If I burn all of my Lady Gaga CDs, will that get me into heaven? If I get a job as a mechanic, plumber, carpenter, Jesus was a carpenter. If I chop off my quiff and get a buzz cut, can I get into heaven then? If I promise to never have any gay sexual relations on a Sunday, can I get into heaven? What if I promise to wear these hideous workman trousers for the rest of my life? I mean, they've got pockets for my tools. I will never listen to and perfectly lip sync another Taylor Swift song for the rest of my life. Maybe a little bit of Bruno Mars at the weekend. And Shirley Hun, just one more thing. Would you ever sort out your bloody hair? No one's ever going to take you seriously looking like that especially not the gays okay hon let, let me know what you think love you bye 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 okay want your f- sucked <laughs> There's, there's, there's the grinder video at the end. So, so he mentioned he, he said the word quiff. I haven't, I haven't heard, I've heard that it before. It's his hair. Yeah, I was gonna say he kind of has like some cool vanilla ice hair going on. Yeah. Right, that's kind of it's vanilla ice ish. He's got a very nice. He's got a great head of hair. Are you and saying he, that because there's two bald guys sitting across from you? Hey, I'm not far behind you guys. Yeah, but I'm ten years younger. <laughs> True. I'm sorry. You have my sincere condolences, sir. And you have an epic beard, and I'm not allowed to grow one. Oh, could you grow an epic beard? I probably could if I wanted to. Zach's I mean, looks very nice. But I'm not allowed to. Yeah. Is so. that is that because it might catch on fire? No, it's because <laughs> <laughs> they're more worried about you not being able to breathe. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Because the mask you, and the you can't make would, a good seal yeah, on your face. Yeah. yeah. Well, then you just got to seal around your neck. They should make it like actually that might hurt even more. <laughs> it's choking me. It's choking me. No, oh, relax. You'll be fine. You're fine. You want Stop a beard. squirming. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So he's got yeah he's got this great head of hair, but I had never heard the term quiff before. Neither so did I. I just wanted to make sure that our listeners knew what a quiff was. He almost said queef, and that's something completely different. Because without the video and him saying quiff while gesturing to, to his, his hair, hair, had I just heard the audio, I'd have thought, is he talking about cutting his penis off? <laughs> <laughs> that would be bad. I've never heard a penis called a quiff, a quiff. either. <laughs> oh, she's such a rotten, horrible yeah. fucking person. I, I, I really want... Phelps to put out a, a rebuttal video to this because I think it would be equally as hilarious to play uh. it together. I hate her. I hate the woman. I hate their message. Oh, yeah. But. Well, they had... So, in, in Memphis at the convention, there were, I guess, kind of three separate protests going on. There was a, a large organized one at the... Well, I say or I say large and organized really, really loosely here because... <laughs> 
It was supposed to, I think they were expecting like five, you know, they were claiming there were going to be like 5,000 people who turned out to the ballpark right across the street from the hotel. And I think they had maybe 40 people show up, 40, 50 people scattered in seats throughout the thing. Uh, My friend Joey Lee Kirkman, author of Bedtime Bible Stories and the soon-to-be-released PR Pope, went into the stadium to take some pictures and, and maybe talk to some people. There were so few people there that he didn't really have a chance to talk to anybody because it would, the place was just a fucking ghost town. Uh, so there was that. And then uh, kind of around the corner and up the road a bit from the hotel, uh, another church group had blocked off a section of the road where they were having like a street revival. Oh, jeez. I I only caught part of that one night when I was out walking around. We, we'd gone down to Beale Street and we're heading back to the hotel and, you know, earlier during our trip, we had taken a cab to go to a private party. I'll have to tell you all about that. That was a lot of fun. I, I got to go, got to go to a private party with a bunch of really cool people. Um, but on our way back on the Uber heading toward the hotel, uh, the O on one side of the building for the Peabody hotel had burned out. So it just said Peabody, <laughs> which I thought was perfect because when David Silverman first announced that the convert that the that the convention was going to be in Memphis, you know, there's a town in eastern US somewhere, I think it's Massachusetts, called it's spelled the same way, but it's pronounced Peabody. Okay. And so being from the East Coast, David initially was saying Peabody. It's gonna be the Peabody Hotel <laughs> in in Memphis. And I guess he got a bunch of shit for that for, for calling it Peabody instead of Peabody. And then when I saw that the O had burned out, I thought, oh, this would be perfect. They've altered the sign just for David. I need to get a picture of it so I can send it to him. But so that was me just walking around trying to get a picture of the hotel, but I I never did. It was on the other side of the hotel or I got turned around or whatever. But I happened to to walk past this revivalist church congregation counter, not even counter protest, but just protest there in the road. And it was just as they were closing up shop and they've got their big amplifiers and the choir and the, the reverend or deacon or pastor or whatever he calls himself out there talking in the microphone. Yes, Jesus. And we praise you. We praise your name. We are so happy to be gathered here in your name tonight. Bathe us all in your blood, Jesus. And I was like, (laughs) and he he talked about bathing in blood like three times during the one minute that I stood there before they closed up shop. And I was like, God damn it. These guys are like a death cult out here. It's all about bathing in blood and forgiving us for our sins through your blood. And it was blood, 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 blood. And I'm like, Jesus, these guys are fucking crazy. crazy. Um, so there was that, there was them. They, you know, they packed up and as they were packing up, he was like, we'll be back tomorrow at 3 PM. This was, so this was Saturday night, Saturday night, because I remember thinking they're going to come back and protest on a Sunday. (laughs) And then I thought, oh, it's going to be after 3 p.m. or at 3 p.m. So they're probably going to church first to talk about how great they are before they come out to talk about how awful we are. (laughs) And then one night as I was walking down Beale Street, uh, there were a couple guys uh, just walking down the road. And they had these giant, those giant long vinyl signs with the, with the, uh, like convert like, like PVC pipe frames on them, and you know I had these really awful pictures of basically torture porn, and so I posted that out to Facebook, 
Add that out to Facebook. I'm a little faced, maybe. <laughs> you haven't even had that much to drink I yet. I haven't. I'm just. I think I'm You're- still. I have. I have con wear out, man. I, <laughs> there was so much your, your, going on. Your face is bright red right now, though. This. I'm maybe I've had a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find that picture Too of these guys. In Memphis. Was is that Snoop Dogg in a Easter Bunny outfit? That is Snoop Dogg in an Easter Bunny outfit, <laughs> or somebody who looks like Snoop Dogg. Uh, I don't a, think that is the no, Snoop. It's probably Dogg. photoshopped because those hands look awfully white. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's gonna show up here in just a second. I know it. Oh, maybe. Oh, now it's well, just not going to... Oh, here, maybe... Oh, there oh, we there, go. There, there it is. is. Yay. Yay. So they're carrying these giant signs, which are really, really poorly drawn. Yeah. And the one says across the top, whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Revelation 2015. Then it lists all of the... All of the things on the left-hand side. Uh, laziness, stubbornness, rebellion, self-will... What is that? Pride, envy, covetous, covetousness, dirty thoughts, <laughs> dirty thoughts, dirty sins, lust, sin, big sins. Yeah, what's big what's, sins? Little sins, little, the little scarlet sins, little scarlet yeah. sins, yellow sins, it's black sin. That ooh, sounds ooh, very racist, all right? Of that does. That sounds very racist. Uh, exaggeration, lies, nice. deceit. All of these things. I'm thinking you're. Totally, totally doing right now. Uh, so there's this guy holding this sign, and you can see the guy standing under him here yeah. on on the left hand side with the, with the beer with the beer. That's that's uh, Oklahoma uh, American atheist oh, okay. state director William Poir, <laughs> who's who's a brilliant guy. He's such a badass. Um, and then this other picture of this older gentleman with Jesus being whipped. And bloody and all kinds of nastiness going on there. And it says, who is Jesus Christ, Lord, liar, or lunatic? And I'm thinking two out of three, probably, (laughs) if he ever existed. Uh, You know, you must choose. Jesus is either God, a liar, or a madman. Well, you can be all of those things or two of those things or any combination. He never existed. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. And then it says, if his claims of being God were lies, then he was truly not a good teacher, but he is God, and he suffered abuse and death on the cross to pay for your sins. Whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. What is that, Romans Romans 10, 10, 13? 13. And then it has some quotes from somebody else on the side there that you can't read. Judas, Matthew, but these John. guys, and so from from what I understand from talking to some other people, uh, they're on. So this is in the middle of Beale Street. Okay. I mean, they're walking down the middle of Beale Street. They For, started at the top, and they've got these big signs, and they're just shouting, "Jesus Christ is Lord! Repent your sins!" Blah blah blah. Or walking down the middle of the road with these goddamn things, and you know, a couple of people walked up and, and were taking pictures of him. I walked up in front of him, of course, to take this picture and was just smiling yeah. and waving at him. And you got William here and I know William talked to him. Uh, David Silverman walked out in front of him and got a picture with him. And David's like yawning, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, just, uh. yeah, they were just being huge assholes, but talking to some other people there, apparently these guys weren't just there for the American atheist convention. They go down there f- 
fairly frequently. Oh, okay. And just march down Beale Street with just these signs calling everybody sinners. The drinkers. Telling them they're going to hell, they need to repent of their sins and everything. You're out here having a good fucking time. We're here to ruin all of that. Yeah. And, yeah, apparently a lot of the business owners down there really, really, really dislike these guys because they're, of course, really bad for business. Oh, yeah. And, you you know, stay outside like, your shop. You're not going in there to get a beer. You don't yeah. want to buy this. Or maybe good yeah, for drinking. You don't want to be bothered like, by these guys. They might drive some people to drink. <laughs> like, I might see that and be like, God damn it, I need a beer now. Like, honestly. <laughs> These guys really, really make me want to have a drink. This is a real downer. I need Can't to go handle this shit something. sober. <laughs> but yeah, they they were kind of funny. Uh, the The rest of the convention was just awesome. I mean, I got to hear a ton of great speakers. I got to see a whole bunch of atheist friends that I haven't seen since last year's convention. Yeah. Uh, meet a whole lot of new uh, new friends. Uh, hang out with a bunch of really cool people. I. I got to chat with Lucian Greaves of the Satanic Temple uh, for a while one night. I didn't get to hang out with him nearly as much as I wanted to. Uh, you know, he he was there with a few other people, and of course I'm there with, with Tracy, and, you know, people want to talk to him, and they want to talk to me and, and visit and everything. And our plans kept shifting, and we kept trying to, to get together to hang out. I was able to chat with him for, I don't know, maybe a half hour, an hour one night. Uh, got a couple pictures with him. Not nearly as much as I wanted to hang out with him. Um, well, maybe we he'll to come on the show sometime. Yeah he, yeah, he said he'd like to come on the show. I ended up getting fucking hammered one night. I, I'm trying to remember it was, it had to have been Saturday night. Yeah, it was Saturday night. And, you know, I mean, we'd been there since Tuesday. And Saturday night, I ended up, uh, drinking a whole shit ton of Fireball cinnamon whiskey. Yum. Um, yeah, I was. We were. <laughs> we were. We were supposed to be taking tugs off the bottle, and I was like just chugging it, chugging it out of the bottle. Yeah, I was. And then I was fucked up. Like my brain didn't work at all for most of the day on Sunday. Like I was just a worthless lump of shit, wandering around mumbling to myself, trying to make a coherent thought or string a sentence together and failing miserably all over the place. But I ended up drunk texting. I realized this the next morning, <laughs> drunk texting Lucian in the middle of the, in the middle of the night. Yeah. And I was like, damn man, I really wanted to hang out with you more. Truth is I think you're brilliant and <laughs> awesome. And, <laughs> and you know, I really want you on the show. Cause he'd, he'd, you know, we had chatted yeah. and, and I tried to get a drop from or for the show from him. And, yeah, I mean, he's just a really, really good dude, and I worry now that I just fucking creeped him out with my, <laughs> with my like, middle of the night fucking drunk text. That like it was like, like three thirty, fucking, four in the morning. That fucking Dan Ellis guy is like stalking me. I don't know if I want to. Like, Dan Ellis is fucking creepy. He was I'm, texting me at like four in the morning, saying how much he thought I was cool and I think wanted I'm, to hang out with me. I think I'm blocking his number now. So. <laughs> I, I've been a little paranoid about it, so I keep checking. I'm like, okay, we're still friends on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't completely blocked me or anything yet. So, yeah, I, I'm going to have to try to contact him again and, and see if he can come on the show and apologize that I was, that I was drunk, drunk texting. texting him in the middle of the night on Saturday. Um, but, yeah, he's he, he's a really, really good dude. I, I, I really like Lucien a whole lot. I think the work that he's doing with the Satanic Temple is awesome. I mean, they're 
they're able to get things done that no other religious group yeah. or secular group, you know, has been able to do or, or hope to accomplish in a really long time. They were able to get the uh, Bibles out of schools in Florida. Yeah. Or the handing out of Bibles the, the to handing, the students. Yeah, the handing out of religious literature. Um, as soon as the Satanic Temple uh, created their uh, Satan's Big Book of Activities yeah. <laughs> to hand out to kids. And that was awesome. And and Lucian's talk at uh, the convention was also awesome. I mean, he played he played some video clips of various reactions to it, and and a couple oh, of yeah. the interviews that he has done. And like I said, the guy's the guy's very eloquent. Uh, you know, he speaks very well. He writes very well. And I really like the direction that they're that uh, they're taking with the yeah. Satanic Temple. It's I mean, I thought it was funny. It's pretty awesome. When we played that video from uh, the Memphis TV show doing the whole, hey, the atheists are coming here, and one Satanist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> well, and and that's just the thing, is that, I mean, you know, the Satanic Temple has has chosen to to adopt the mantle of Satanism, and they've they've created this construct whereby they can go in and do things under the guise of of quote unquote legitimate religion, religion yeah and say you know if if religious protection applies to all religions then that needs to apply to us also you can't just push us aside because you're saying that we're not a religion you mm-hmm. know like the humanists or the atheists no this is these are like our these are our yeah. legitimate uh religious beliefs and oh by the way this is something that most christians are fucking terrified of <laughs> you know what i mean it's it's just so it's just so wonderful and so brilliant and so refreshing that yeah yeah I, i'm a the huge, fact that huge they, fan they push it in every public sector that they try to push religion into and then when people realize well we don't want that it's like well yeah no no shit we don't want your shit in there either so well yeah let's, let's get rid of it yeah, that's just it. Is that you know most people who who talk about religion and religious freedom and people should should uh, be free to practice their religion freely and to have their religion respected and everything. They're talking about not religion in general. They're talking about their, their specific religion. religion. Yeah. You know, they have such this microcosmic view of the world in which they live that according to them, their religion is like the only religion. They don't really stop to think about the consequences and ramifications of the different legislation that they would try to push or the different actions they're taking when, when viewed on a broader scale of inclusion uh, and, and extending those rights to every religion. Yeah. Well, cause I was, I was just trying to look it up right now. I'm trying cause Indiana just passed their very shitty law. And I, I saw another state just followed suit with that. Like last week, is it Arkansas? That's the first one coming up. It's got Indiana's Religious Restoration Act and Arkansas's Religious Restoration Act. Yeah, I know Arkansas was was doing one also. Uh, But they pushed it through, even though Indiana is trying to backpedal the shit out of their fucking bill right now. And I was I got a nice picture with Christina Rad from Zom Gets Chris. She's really really cool. Where's she from? She's from Romania. Romania. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's really really cool. She's very nice. Very smart. Just a lot of fun to hang out with. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd wanted to say Russia first, but I'm like, I don't think Russia's right. She's got that, you know, Eastern European accent. But. Yeah, yeah, Romania. It's it's pretty good. Oh, somebody just sent me a message. Uh, I'll have to read that later. Sorry, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> I got your message, Jenny. I'll read it later. Um, 
what was I looking for here? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, R and Raw. So, yeah. so the 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 private party that we went to, um, I was trying to see if I could get Lucian over there. Was uh, Andrea Desky, Jonathan Roberts, uh, both of the the new Pastafarian Church. Mm-hmm. Um, Joey Lee Kirkman, his lovely wife Lindsay, uh, Aaron Ra, uh, Christina Rad, the Godless Engineer, uh, me, Tracy, Brian Fields. Um, oh, I can't. <laughs> Mark Nebo, Shannon Nebo, Jennifer Lovejoy, and the Healthy Addict. And my brain's not working. I can't think of what her name is. I'm so sorry. But yeah, so so Aaron and Mark recorded uh, a uh, episode of their podcast. Okay, there there at the party while we were out there, that was a whole lot of fun. Uh, Jonathan cooked up some lovely food out on the grill, and I was still way too stuffed from dinner. I can't even remember. Did you put some salt in your mouth? Did I put some salt in my mouth? Some south. Oh yes, <laughs> at the Blue City Bandbox, uh, Blue City Cafe or Diner. Down there okay. had, I think that was, that was probably the best barbecue I had while we were down there. Uh, I of course I had a ton of really really good barbecue. Yeah, got to sit down and chat with uh, Trace and Frank from the Mystery Science Theater. Oh, yeah, uh, three thousand guys. They did a live riff of "God's Not Dead." Okay, <laughs> which I I. Punished myself by watching, watching the movie ahead of time just so that I would know, you know, the real dialogue and, yeah. and what was going on throughout the movie as I was watching them riff on it. And their riff, their their live riff on it at the end of the convention was just fucking beautiful. It was so they had the actual movie on the screen, like yeah. just, just like Mystery Science Theater. Yep, <laughs> yep. They had the they had the movie on the screen. They were sitting up front with a couple microphones yeah. and they were just live riffing the movie as, nice. as we were all watching it. It was it was beautiful. And then I got to sit down and and chat with Trace for a little while that night. And this is Frank Zindler sitting to Trace's left. Uh, and I sat down and started to talk. And this was the day that I couldn't string any <laughs> a sentence together very well. And just felt, you know, barely coherent and not eloquent at all. And finally I turned to Frank and I was just like, fuck, I'm sorry, Frank. I got really, really (laughs) drunk the other night and I think I damaged my brain. Like I can't, I can't think right. Like my brain is just not operating correctly. And so I probably made a bit of an ass of myself (laughs) while I was sitting there chatting with Trace, but he was, he was a really, really super nice guy. Um, great conversationalist. I mean, we talked about, uh, movies and books yeah. and philosophy and TV shows and, you know, where he lives and ecology and the environment and all kinds of great stuff. He's a really cool dude. Uh, I got to listen to Ayan Hersi Ali's, uh, she was the keynote speaker on Friday and she was really, really good. Really, really cool. Um, I, I tweeted out, uh, one of the things that she had mentioned, uh, during the convention and uh can't find that but it was yeah. it was this great quote um that was retweeted a whole bunch of times and then of course i got a bunch of other people chiming in with i own her Ali is the devil and she's oh. evil and i've I, i've i've recently kind of started to try to get more involved on twitter 
Yeah. And it's like the more I get involved with Twitter, the more I realize just how many fucking assholes there are are on the internet. Like, you know, because anybody can respond to your tweet. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody. And people complain about Facebook and, and just, you know, the internet forums and all that kind of stuff in general. Twitter's like awful, but there's also some really great stuff out there. And, and it's one of the, it's one of the fastest ways to spread breaking news and information. I, I think and, we got more people following us on Twitter than we do on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good, I guess. Because, you know, we get the emails and I see more people like, oh, so-and-so and so-and-so. All these people are now like liking Godless Revolution on Twitter. Nice. And we got two people on Facebook. Yay. <laughs> so anybody out there listening, you should go over to our Facebook page and like that shit. Like the shit out of it. Send us some messages. Uh, got to chat with David Smalley a little bit. Um, chatted with him in the lobby at the hotel briefly. Uh, told him I was a big fan of the show. I love Dogma Debate. That's, yeah. that's one of the, you know, I listen to quite a few different podcasts. That's one of the few that I really look forward to listening to every week. And sometimes they're fairly long episodes, but I enjoy every minute, every yeah. minute of it. I mean, the, the content is always fresh and interesting and there's good conversations being had there. I, I really like that show a lot, but yeah, I ran into him, uh, Monday as we were out walking around the city. Uh, this was just outside the civil rights, uh, museum and got a picture it's, of the balcony yeah. where Dr. Martin Luther That's King was Jr. was assassinated. Were those cars the cars that were parked at the time too, or yeah, I think those are are the vehicles that were part of his entourage um, that they were going to be leaving in to okay. to uh, go to the rally, and yeah, he was he was murdered right outside yeah. three hundred six. There, they ended up you know turning the entire hotel and surrounding area into uh, the civil rights museum. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so do they actually have like rooms in the hotel you'd go into for different like displays? Uh, I don't know. I don't think you go into well, definitely not room. Not yeah, not but. from not from the outside. And and actually, we didn't have time to go on the full civil rights museum oh, okay. tour. We were only able to you know walk into the visitor center, look around a little bit, and, and go to the gift shop and everything. But I think the tour they when we walked in, you know, we walked in thinking, well, yeah, we want to go on the tour and everything. And she's like. Well, it's an hour and a half to two hours, and it was already late in the afternoon. We we're like, "Oh man, you know, I didn't realize that it would take so long." Yeah. And I was hoping it was just a place where you could go in and look at exhibits yeah. and stuff. It wasn't any. So yeah, we didn't we didn't end up being able to go through and do the whole tour, but spent some time outside. Uh, like I said, walked into the visitor center there, and also ran into Amanda Keneve, who apparently had just finished a tour and said it was awesome. So. I wish we had had more time or I had done a little more investigating yeah. and had known that it was going to take that long. But yeah, it was really good. And then before we left oh, on yeah. Tuesday, I, I left, I, saw that. I left this, I left a business card in tucked inside the Bible <laughs> that was there and just wrote on it, wrote on the back of it that you don't need ancient myths to be a good person. You're not alone and signed it and left my business card in the Bible for, Anybody who may be interested in contacting me oh, yeah. or American Atheists. You know what I should have done? Was put the God's Revolution in every single Bible? <laughs> well, I should have. So looking back, had I had more foresight and preparation and not been so busy with work and life and all yeah. the other bullshit, um, should have gotten some shirts that I could have worn Godless Revolution oh, yeah. t-shirts around as uh, be the walking bearded billboard. 
Um, well, we could have gotten made up some business cards just to hand out. Like, well, hey, yeah, and, and that was the Take other thing is is some business cards yeah. that I could hand out to people. Because uh, I got a bunch of people asking me about it. You know, I'd, I'd mention, uh, you know, wanting to have them on the show. And they're like, yeah. oh, what's that? And, and other people were like, oh, yeah, I've listened to your show a couple times. And I think it's great. And keep doing what you're doing. And Well, we've been we've been at it for almost one year, almost straight. Yep. Yeah, I think we've missed maybe two episodes, three. If that, I've missed a couple for camping and stuff, but yeah, and I think overall we've we've missed very very well. No, we've missed more than two or three because Because we've only got like forty five up right now, Mm -hmm. nowhere near fifty two. So we've missed a few weeks there. Yeah, but it's still better than some shows where they only do like twelve and take a long break. Yeah, and do twelve more and take a long break. I wouldn't be able to take a long break from you guys. I know you like like us too much. I mean, I'm sad that Matt's not here tonight. I was I was surprised. He has tattoos too, but they're not as sexy as yours. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I whenever either one of you is gone, I feel like there's a big hole in the show. <laughs> well, this is the first time I've been and on I'm the show with me. someone missing. Yeah, I'm usually the one missing. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think this is the only show that Matt's ever yeah, missed. Yeah. Yeah. Sad face. Hopefully Matt will be back with us next week. Hopefully he's listening. Miss you, buddy. So not only was last week uh, the American Atheist Convention, it was also that time of the year when crazy people erect crosses and nail themselves to it. <laughs> Which is just fucking crazy. Yeah. I don't understand why people actually uh, do that shit. I don't either. There's an article on there, I but we don't a, even need I the article. I want a truer understanding of Christ's uh, sacrifice. Yeah, the article I have up there is from the Philippines where the guys are doing it. But I know they do it in South America. They do it all over the place. And it's not – like I've seen guys do it like legit when they put like through the feet and hands. And I'm uh-huh. like, dude, that's fucking stupid. Uh-huh. And I've seen it where they just stand on something and do their hands. I'm like, dude, why are you – Fucking, I mean, look at that. That guy is getting a nail driven through his hand by people dressed up as uh, Romans. I'm like, are you fucking... Yeah, the, the Filipinos ah. in particular seem really, really excited about crucifying I know. Themselves. It's like just by looking at that, I'm like, do you, do you, do you think this was a good thing? <laughs> you're I mean, wearing, it's like, it's, do you need any more evidence you're wearing a torture device around your neck? It makes more sense than bunnies, though, I think. Yeah. Well, like if you're going to celebrate it, at least stick to the story. <laughs> I mean, I let's guess you're not right. Try to make it all, <laughs> let's not try to make we it should, all fluffy and colorful. <laughs> we should have chocolate crosses. And Have you seen the Louis C.K. episode where uh, there's one where Louis C.K. is – do you guys watch the, the Louis, seen, Louis oh, yeah, show? I've seen season but there's, one. I think it's season one where he uh, he's in Catholic school and uh, one of his friends, uh, they accidentally like knocked down – Christ on the crucifix and they're laughing about it and like the the nun or whatever the church is like oh you just you wait and they bring in this man who is a doctor and explains to them in like excruciating detail what it would be like to actually be crucified right. <laughs> and then like Louis like she's like can I have a volunteer and like he picks out Louis and picks out his friend who was laughing at him and is like all right now drive this nail through his hand <laughs> Um, and at the end, it's like Louie and his mom in a car, and his mom's like, you don't have to believe in this stuff. I don't, I don't know why I sent you to this school. This is ridiculous. I think I do remember that one, though. I, this I, it probably – it must have been in an episode before I started watching the show a whole lot because I don't, I don't remember that one. I think they're all on Netflix right now. Yeah. I think, I think they were. I think that's why I watched it. the most it. recent season, but yeah. Yeah. First three or four. Yeah, that's funny. So – 
So this this story says devotees in the fervently Catholic Philippines marked Good Friday by being nailed to crosses and whipping their backs bloody in extreme acts of devotion that attracted thousands of spectators. Because who doesn't want to see that? Come on, come on, bring the kids. Like, this is it's a spiritual thing. Let's, <laughs> let's whip the shit of a guy and drive spikes through him. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, look, uh, look, look how wonderful this is. He's being whipped bloody, and now we're going to nail him to some sticks. How, how wonderful. Okay, so I'm, I'm looking Happy at, the, Easter. at the third paragraph down. It says, I feel no pain because I know I'm one with God in suffering. Uh, if he's a guy in the picture, he's f- lying. Well, and then it says 30-year... 30-year-old construction worker R.J. Rivera told AFP before he slit his back <laughs> with broken bottles and razors, later whipping himself with bamboo flails to keep the wounds open. Because you don't want the blood coagulating. Yeah, it's yeah. got to be free-flowing you down your sweaty and, back. You and these are, yeah, these are the same Christians that will go like, look at those crazy Muslims and those people that are taking and putting knives on things and whipping themselves in the back. Do Aren't you know they, they nuts? They pray five times a day. That's just crazy. Let's go whip ourselves bloody. Yeah. <laughs> Nail ourselves to a cross. And talk in tongues. Yeah. Play with rattlesnakes. And. Yeah, that's fucking nuts. Yeah. As the flagellants made an excruciatingly slow barefoot march to the hill in San Juan, a rural district of San Fernando, north of Manila, where the crucifixions were to take place, some of them stopped at times to lay face down on the hot pavement and let children flog them oh, with twigs. <laughs> Let's get everybody involved. It's a great family affair. Come, kids, whip my bloody back. Come on, son. Jesus. This is fucking <laughs> terrible. Five men had nails hammered through their palms and feet, while four others, some with fake beards drawn to their faces, <laughs> drawn on their faces to resemble Christ, uh, were tied to the crosses. You'd think if you're going to be nailed to a cross, you'd go beyond just drawing a beard on Like, you'd have like, a good, you, like, prosthetic yeah. beard. Like, if you're that committed to this thing, yeah. why Commit are you just drawing Commit to the bit fully, it man, or don't get, like... Or grow a beard, for God's yeah. sake. Go big or go I mean, home. They got if the you're going to nail yourself to a fucking cross, yeah. get get don't, a good don't beard. Don't just it. Yeah, don't half-ass that beard. I mean, you could be nailed to a cross. <laughs> Look at that beard. <laughs> I would even dye it brown. <laughs> <laughs> they wailed in pain as attendants can... Costumed as Roman centurions pounded the nails through their palms. Quote, My faith got me through my illness. I will continue doing this for as long as I live, one of the men, Wilfredo Salvador, told AFP after he was taken down from a cross, his hands and feet wrapped in bandages. Quote, It was painful up there, but I felt light. I can't explain it. That's probably your body kicking in the endorphins to help try to counteract the pain. I would say my faith is very strong, added the 50-year-old, who said he had recovered from a nervous breakdown. I don't think he's really recovered. <laughs> he had recovered from a nervous breakdown several years ago. I just, I don't understand this. It, it's it's going to be one of those things that they'll tell you, well, you have to be a part of it. You have to be there to understand. It's a true connection with Jesus. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, while organizers tried to keep the event solemn, the general mood appeared more festive, <laughs> with dozens of hawker stalls selling food and souvenirs, giant streamers of mobile phone companies set up in various places, and crowds taking photos with their smartphone and tablet cameras. Above the crucifixion hill, a huge brown kite in the shape of a cross flew uh. overhead. In case you don't know what we're here for, look up! Foreign tourists who flocked to the spectacle reacted with both shock and fascination, even as blood from the flagellants uh, splattered their clothing. Ebola! 
It yeah. quote, it's quite gross and bloody. I would never have a selfie taken here. Maureen <laughs> <laughs> Chai, a 26 year old tourist from Singapore, uh, told AFP. Good. God. But I can imagine somebody with like their selfie stick Sick. next to the dude like, with the blood and he's like smiling like <laughs> check this check. out. Fucking awesome. Waldemar Trazik, fifty, a history professor from Poland, said he saved up for seven years so he and his wife could fly to the Philippines to witness Friday's events. Quote This is too much blood. <laughs> But it is interesting to know why a 17th century practice in Europe still persists in the Philippines. That's just fucking nuts. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, it's, there's showing devotion, but then there's literally <laughs> torturing yourself. <laughs> it, it makes me uh, want to go to a, a church here on Easter, though, and be like, we're looking for eggs. Whereas I thought yeah. I was promised people on crosses. I was and promised blood. crucifixion. <laughs> this is or bullshit, time. man. <laughs> let let me. I'll come back when you've uh, got the crosses. Where are all of the whips and flagellating yeah. tools and crosses and nails? I mean, but seriously, they got to take a look at their own religion and what their own religion does, and see how they're mocking other religions. Like you do the same bad shit, crazy stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah, there, it's it's funny to me how how religious adherents of any one particular faith can always point to another faith and go, those guys are fucking crazy. Yeah, well, wasn't like, it <laughs> wasn't it this week that Neil deGrasse Tyson came out? We was oh, talking yeah. about Scientology. Yeah. And he's like, I don't really like to criticize any religions. Plus, like, I mean, how can somebody from who's Christian like really yeah. talk bad about Scientology? Like, you guys have some crazy yeah. stuff too. And people were all in, like, people were all over him. Like, it's not the same. It's Scientology is crazy. Believe that people died, aliens came yeah. down and were shot out of volcanoes. It's so much different than being bathed in the blood of Christ. Um, <laughs> Ritual sacrifice and self flagellation. Yeah, sense. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I think I even heard people say, like, he's not a real atheist. It's like, well, you just said they should look at themselves. Oh, yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, well, he doesn't actually come out and say he's an atheist, but everybody knows that Neil deGrasse Tyson is. Whether it is like people, yeah, I think some people were like, well, you didn't, you like defended them. Like, no, no, he, no he didn't at all. He, he mocked Christians. Mm-hmm. At- no, he wasn't defending Scientology. He was saying, you're all fucking crazy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which people took the wrong way. So some other really cool things happened at the convention. Um, of course, the the speak up of liners was uh, the the speak up of liners. Jesus Christ, <laughs> I am still a bit worn out from the convention. Pardon me. The lineup of speakers was amazing. Uh, like I said, Ion Hersey Ali, David Silverman, uh, Teresa McBain, Sarah Moorhead, David Fitzgerald, Daryl Ray. I mean, I could go on and on and on. All really, really great speakers. All of their talks were very, very interesting. Um, one that one that actually. Made me tear up quite a bit, almost cry, and that did make Tracy cry was when Sarah Moorhead from the Recovering from Religion Foundation got up and was talking about the new hotline project that they've started, yeah. where uh, they have different people, uh, you know, it's just a hotline for people who may be questioning their faith or having issues with their faith. It's 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 uh, it's set up as a resource for people to call who are questioning or or who are having problems to try to find some support for for the specific issues that they may ha- that they may be having. Now, do they actually have an actual call center? Uh, how how do they set that up? It's not a call center. Um 
it's basically that the calls are farmed out to people at like like a home like you know call centers are kind of going away as as more and yeah. more people are just able to work at home and answer the phone and work computers you know while they're at home instead of having to go to a main call center and that's how the hotline project is is being run um and during Sarah's talk you know she she told everybody about the hotline project their goals what they're you know what they've been able to accomplish so far and then she started reading some of the she didn't play any of the text because it's all very anonymous yeah you know yeah. they don't they don't keep track of your phone number mm-hmm. name or or you know any of that information um they 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 keep some demographic information but none of it is is able to tie information like to just age sex and location <clears throat> uh i don't even know if they keep that okay um but she she started reading through uh some of the text of the calls and i mean they were just heartbreaking yeah you know it was from people who who say you know i'm i think there was one woman who said you know i'm starting to uh have doubts about my faith and i'm terrified because if i go to my husband with these so this is a woman calling in mm-hmm. You know, if I go to if I go to my husband with these, I'll lose everything. He'll take the kids. He'll divorce me. He'll take the house. I I will have nothing. And these people are calling and just bawling and sobbing because they have no idea what to do and they're yeah. terrified. And the one that really got me was, uh, you know, she she's reading through the thing and it was, you know, I'm really afraid. Um, I, I'm I'm afraid that my parents won't love me anymore. That they're going to kick me out of the house. I have questions about this. I still believe in God, but I have some questions about some of the doctrine and I'm afraid mom and dad are going to kick me out of the house. And then the reveal at the end was, you know, 12 year old Mormon girl. And I was like, Oh yeah. So immediately after Sarah's talk, I rushed out into the lobby and signed up to be a volunteer. Cause yeah, the, it just, it kills me. So the, the wonderful people, uh, of be secular, uh, Mark and Shannon Nebo are the ones who uh, do most of the work for Be Secular, I believe, um, have set up this online auction where people can go out and bid on a bunch of different things that they're trying to sell to help raise money for the hotline project yeah. for recovering from religion. So they have a shirt out there that a whole bunch of people have signed, and one of those signatures just happens to be mine. What? Yes, and they're auctioning it off. Let's see if I can find Dan Ellis on there. Where anybody can go out there. So, let's see. I mean, there's David Silverman, Matt Dillahunty, Greta Christina, Christina Red, Ashley Paramore. That's who was at the party. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That's the healthy addict who was was at the party. I I am so sorry, Ashley, that I was having a brain fart. Uh, It's signed by Frank and Trace from... Uh, MST3K, Teresa McBain, Brian Fields, Godless Engineer, Phil Ferguson, who's an awesome guy, Beth Presswood, yep. um, Sarah Moorhead, Bria Crutchfield, Joey, Shannon, Muhammad Sayed. His his panel was awesome and his talk was great. Uh, Jamila, there's me, there's my name. <laughs> uh, Mark, Daryl Ray. I mean, just tons and you know, JT, Sincere yep. Bravo. A whole bunch of really great people uh, signed the shirt that you can go on and, and uh, put a bid on if you would like to be the lucky winner of it. Um, where's the one? 
I saw it. So if you want to bid on the shirt, it's on uh, biddingforgood.com. And they just type in signed secular t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's it's biddingforgood.com. And uh, there's an auction section. And this is all being put out by Be Secular, who's just trying to help raise money for the hotline project for uh, recovering from religion. It's a really good thing. The hotline project is found at the... uh, uh, recovery from religions website then if people wa- if people wanted to go in and look it up or donate or, or yeah. uh, sign up yeah. for it uh let me recovering from mormonism <laughs> <laughs> that's funny that those are some of the first results that show up yeah so the recovering oh, from religion is recoveringfromreligion.org yeah. and there is a link to the hotline project out there if you are interested in volunteering or maybe you're a Believer or recent non-believer who's listening to the podcast may may need some help or good resources for more information. You can go out and, and give them a call. Get the help that you need and that you deserve. Um, but yeah, so I, I rushed out after her talk and signed, signed up, up to be a volunteer. And there's some training involved and all of that good stuff. So, so what, they just give you like a two or three hour block where you're on call like every week or something or um it's my understanding that i just kind of tell them what days and times i'm available and they just kind of work that into the schedule so and then i guess calls would be routed to me during that time yeah yeah of course you know they get religious trolls who call and like we have done other people's before (laughs) maybe (laughs) maybe we've Done some prank phone calls. All um, in good heart. You know, we didn't go crazy on them. No, no. We were nice and decent. Yeah. Well, just, we wanted to see what they would say to yeah. somebody who needed some help. Um, But yeah, I had a fantastic time at the convention. It was really, really good. I, I would say that my only real complaint about it is that it's getting a little pricey. I mean... Yeah. You know, the hotel was a little pricey, even with a discount. Uh, tickets are pricey. Um, but I know, I mean, a, a lot of that is just the simple economics of it. I yeah. mean, if you're having to pay to fly paid speakers mm-hmm. out there and, and put them up and all of that, I understand there's, there's a lot of expense. I just sometimes, and and, and there were a couple other people that, that actually brought it to my attention and wanted to talk to me about it because I'm... You know, because I'm the regional. state director, regional director yeah. here in Utah, they somehow figured I had some say in anything, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't. Um, but yeah, they they brought it to my attention and, and said, you know, they were just a little concerned that, uh, you know, it, it may be setting up a little bit of a, it may be leading to a little bit of elitism and yeah. making this something that isn't attainable or reachable by so many other people who would be interested in attending, but name, but may never be able to hear the message. And I, and I guess my counter to that would be, you know, I, I believe that they recorded all of the talks and that they'll soon be available online. So anybody can yeah. still go and listen to the talks or on atheist TV, it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They'll be available on atheist TV or, or YouTube or, or whatever. And so people can still participate but they still don't get the full experience of being there and, and you yeah. know, visiting with a lot of the people who have yeah. really helped turn their lives around or, or have, you know, made a meaningful contribution yeah. to them leaving their religious traditions behind. And enjoy the festivities with a little bit of camar- camaraderie with other atheists. Yeah. Which, to but. me, I mean, the talks and everything are fantastic. I, I love all of that. But 
That's that's one of the biggest things is just being able to hang out with yeah. so many awesome people. I mean, the only thing I got to go to when they came here to Utah was the panel with David Silverman that that Friday night or whatever it was before the actual. Mm-hmm. I thought that was awesome. Oh yeah, I just thought it was awesome when they said, "How many atheists are in a room?" And literally all but three people raised their hands. <laughs> it's like, wow, that's great. <laughs> Like I was thinking maybe like a 50, 50, 40, 60 type thing going on, but like a 98% of this room is atheists. I was kind of surprised. They they had another panel this year, uh, and I was surprised at, at how lightly attended it was. Oh. Like when we had the panel here. Oh, yeah. It was standing room only. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, that large library auditorium oh, yeah. room was fucking packed, and it was, yeah. it was standing room only. I mean, we got there – um, well, you admittedly have, late because yeah. we had another function that we were doing that night and, and had to attend after afterward. But, you know, we got there and I figured for sure there would still be some seating available and there wasn't at all. I yeah. mean, there were probably 50 or more people yeah. standing in the back up at the, t- up at the back, yeah. sometimes, you know, packed two <laughs> two to the wall in order to, to even just be able to stay in the room. But, uh, there in Memphis, I would say there were maybe, 20 people in attendance. Oh, wow. And the topic was really interesting. I mean, they were talking, yeah, it was, it was, of course, the same meeting with type a local of religion. Yeah. And so it was Muhammad Sayed and uh, David Silverman, and of course, Muhammad's uh, ex Muslim. Yeah. And then they had a local preacher, and uh, I don't think he, he's not an imam, but he, he was a Muslim scholar okay. who was there. And, and it was, of course, a very devout believer. Yeah. And it was an interesting discussion because the, the Muslim guy, uh, the, the believing Muslim, um, I mean, was instantly super defensive, instantly. I'm, I'm imagining that's why he was on stage because they knew there was going to be a counter. They wanted, <laughs> they wanted a counter to the, not the, the ex Muslim. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, the, the, the Muslim scholar was, I mean, he just, he was, like I said, instantly hyper vigilant, hyper, yeah. hyper defensive. And, you know, well, he was there to take no guff from anybody. <laughs> and, and then he, but then he would tiptoe and, and dodge around a bunch of the questions. And, and, you know, he, he was there. I mean, it looked like he had to have taken some, some classes in professional victimhood to, <laughs> To say some of the things he did and to dance around a lot of his answers, whereas I, I posted or I tweeted while I was watching it that, you know, it was a really good panel discussion and it was clear uh, between the four people who were there that the non-believers are the, were the ones who were being most truthful. I, I said, you know, yeah. regardless of your religious beliefs or, what, or whatever, I think it was pretty clear to everybody in attendance that the two religious guys who were up on the panel were not. Let's, being as open and honest yeah. as they could have been in their answers versus the non-believers who were just like, oh, yeah, here's what I think and why. And That's like when the BYU guys here where they're using the no truth gospel fallacy the whole time. We're like, oh, a real Mormon won't – they're not real Mormons. Right. Sorry, a real Mormon won't do that. A right. real Mormon won't do that. Like, I'm sorry. That's not what a yeah. real Mormon would do. They weren't do. there to speak plainly. They were there to defend their faith, <laughs> Yeah, which, which is stupid. I mean, you're there to dispel myths, and, and if – if what someone believes about your religion is a myth, then you should let them know. But if it's yeah. not a myth, then that's okay too. Yeah. I mean, if your if your religious tradition actually says that apostates should be killed, you should fucking own that shit. You should own that shit and admit to it, or not 
maybe not practice the faith if that's something yeah. that you don't particularly believe in, or even say that yes, that's what many in my religious tradition believe. It's something that I not that I don't personally ascribe to, but yeah, that is a thing. Instead of just fucking dancing around it yeah. and not actually answering Pretty the question, it doesn't exist. We don't we don't do that in our religion. Yeah. It's not. We don't kick our kids out because they're gay. <laughs> yeah, you do actually. Look, at the, all look the at the homeless youth populace of Salt Lake City, and when over fifty percent is homosexual, they've been kicked out of their parents' houses because they're gay. Like you got a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was pathetic. Yeah. There's, Did you see this license plate? Jesus Lord. So Jesus Lord. It's a, it's a, van, Jesus it's Lord? a vanity plate from New Orleans. And it's J-I-S-L-O-R-D, which I'm guessing is supposed to be J is Lord, Jesus this is Lord. Lord. But uh, when yeah. read together, as uh, it's spelled out on the license plate, Jizz it's Lord. Jizz Lord. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that episode of Seinfeld where Kramer was driving around the car that had Ass Man on the license plate. <laughs> or... Uh, in Arrested Development, when uh, Tobias prints out his business cards, and he's the he's the first to combine the two disciplines of analysis and uh, and therapy, anal, and and it's like into analropist, and on his card it's anal rapist. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah. So what did you do during during last week when we did not do a show? Uh, what did I do? I don't think I did a whole lot of much. It was a Wednesday. It was a Wednesday. I don't you remember what drinking, I did. You weren't here drinking beers and eating pizza? And no. I think I might have just like taken a nap. <laughs> <laughs> what an exciting life you lead, Mr. Firefighter. <laughs> you weren't out saving kittens and... Like, Dousing flames. It's a day off, but I have to go in and save people. Dun, dun, dun. I'm trying to remember what I did do that last Wednesday. I'm, I can't remember what I did. I know Friday we had a big barbecue for no reason whatsoever. And I got into Nerf Wars with kids. Those are some of the best ty- oh, yeah. best types of barbecues. Just a no reason barbecue. Let's go oh, yeah. and drink beer. and Yeah. What are you doing? Cook food. Grilling and drinking beers. Why? Because it's Tuesday. And we got Nerf guns and kids to play with. Nice. We had squirt gun fights when the sun went down, which wasn't a good idea. Because then everybody gets cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I missed doing the show last week, like even there at the at the convention. You know, we we arrived Tuesday. Uh, they had the plant the panel Wednesday, and then Wednesday evening we just kind of walked around the hotel. Yeah. Like something, something's wrong walked with around tonight. the city a little bit. And I was like, oh, I should be doing the podcast right now, but I'm not. Yeah, I do. I do think I was off on my days. Yeah. Because I was kind of thinking like, wait, what day is today? I do a podcast Wednesdays. <laughs> wait, <laughs> how much beer have I had lately? I think <laughs> yesterday was Wednesday, but I didn't do a podcast. That's weird. It's like, I don't remember. Planned my days around with certain things, and when one of those yeah. things goes missing. No, I think because last week was the first like three days in a row where I didn't have to go anywhere. Oh, yeah. Like, I didn't have to do shit. Yeah. So I don't think I did shit. Because <laughs> literally, because I started working on that uh, indie project with that guy. So every weekend, like every Saturday, Sunday, I've been doing that for like 12 hours every Saturday, Sunday, then 
doing videos for another guy and then doing the podcast. So like literally next week, they're like Wednesday, I get off like, oh, I got to go in the morning. I got a videotape. I got another guy I'm meeting at Woods Cross that wants to talk about a documentary that I'm coming here. Then Thursday, I got to do more videotaping in the morning. Then Friday, I'm off. Nice. So just... It's good though. I'm meeting people, and I'm like kind of like uh, you're eating people. I'm eating people. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, eating it's, people. It's, it's good. I mean, if Jesus can, you and rise Jeffrey again. Dahmer. What the fuck, Wisconsin? <sighs> hey, there is a good article about Wisconsin. It's a weird one. <laughs> what? It's a, a good article one. about Wisconsin. Yeah, it's. I don't believe you unless it's related to cheese or beer. I, I maybe, uh, but Wisconsin, Madison, to be exact. Decided to make a law where basically says you are not allowed to discriminate against someone if they're an atheist or a non-believer. Yay! They're the first ones to pass a law saying that you cannot discriminate for someone not believing. Yay! Well, I guess technically that's that's already covered. It is, but it's the same thing. Like, why do you have to do it for like uh, the why LGBT do we have to have these, community? Yeah, why do we have to have these RIFRA laws? And because people are stupid and will do it anyways. And it's mm-hmm. like, hey. Uh, this law says you can't do that. I mean, it's not just not written out. It's like you get that bucket and it says, you know, don't put a baby in upside down in the bucket. It's like, no shit. <laughs> I'm not going to put a baby in the bucket. It's not good for the baby. Or like McDonald's has on their coffee cups, like dangerous beverage is hot. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yes, I ordered a coffee. No shit. Oh, thanks for clearing that up. i disappointed if it wasn't. But with the way our culture is, it's like, well, it doesn't say I can't discriminate against them. It just says, freedom of religion and my religion says I can discriminate all the fuck I want yeah so yeah Madison passed that so is it just is it just the city or is uh, it I think it was just the city of Madison right now uh, Madison's very liberal, liberal. <laughs> With Governor Scott Walker, that would never make no, state no. legislature. I was going to say, I, I don't, I don't Not imagine Walker president. signing this into law. I'm just wondering when he's going to put up his uh, thing running for uh, president because I think he's going to. Oh, oh yeah. I think so too. I can't wait. Uh, yeah. The state's be not going to vote, vote for him. That'll be great. Wouldn't that be awesome to lose your own state where you're governor? Fucking Romney lost it. He didn't win New Hampshire. Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Massachusetts, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's I'm like, it's in the same thing. He that's had, your uh, home state. He had uh, Ryan. It would be even better, he, though, because Walker is the sitting governor. Yeah. To have him lose the state where he's the sitting governor, that would be fucking awesome. It would be. Well, they've already said that they have the evidence saying that he was taking money from different people during the... Yeah, he might, up in, he might end up in jail. Yeah. So should uh, the Texas governor. Rick Perry? Yeah, Rick Perry. Rick shooting down Perry. He should go to jail, too. He's, well, he's up on federal charges. He, oh, yeah, for it was some kind of campaign uh, he, fraud or something, wasn't it? Well, it wasn't it? campaign fraud. It was he had someone, a uh, uh, Democratic person from Austin that was asking for money for a program. Oh, said, right. And he said, unless no, you vote for this, this I'm going to yeah, fire you like, kind uh-huh. of thing. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just saying, we're not going to give you funding. Ah. So she didn't vote for it. He didn't give her funding. He, she came back and said, hey, he told me I, I would get funding if I voted for this. He was trying to, me. yeah, coercive got, voting. Then she got fired because she had a DUI. Then everybody comes up forward and goes, hey, see these three guys? Yeah, that guy had two DUIs. He, like, beat the shit out of his wife, and he promoted them. Ugh. She had a DUI, Democrat, and wanted money for her program. Uh, she gets blackballed. 
Any excuse, any excuse they can use other yeah. than the truth. I've I've heard people say, "Oh, he's allowed to do it. He can do whatever he wants." You know, he can say if they can have money or not have the money. It's like, no, he can't just do whatever he wants. He's got to follow the law, and that was straight up blackmail. That's terrible. So the the story here about Madison says, at a time when neighboring state Indiana is in turmoil after the governor signed a bill allowing businesses and individuals to discriminate against others based upon their religious values, Madison County members voted to make their city more inclusive. This is, quote, this is important because I believe it is only fair that if we protect religion in all its varieties, we should also protect non-religion from from discrimination, Weir explained. Is that Weir or Wire? It's too many syllables strung together there, or too many, uh, I think it's weird. <laughs> yeah. It was a unanimous vote according to the second paragraph there, which is pretty impressive. Nice. I wonder who voted on it. Everyone that hates Walker is there. Nice. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Let's see. It's it, There's another quote here, uh, from, uh, atheists, humanists, and agnostics, President Chris Calvey, which reads, it's actually something we're commonly very concerned about just because atheism is viewed as such a taboo in this country yeah. and there's such a stigma with it. The people in my student group, for example, are very hesitant to be honest about their lack of belief in God out of fear that they're going to be discriminated discriminated against in employment opportunities. If that came up in a job interview, that's held against them. And a lot of times it is, yeah. I, it's I, also illegal to bring that up in a job interview, I thought. It is, but it how happens. are you going to prove it? I mean, yeah. it's, then it's just a their word against your word, and Unless you know, you maybe the conversation. Yeah, maybe, maybe it came up as an innocent question. It wasn't job related, really. They were, you know, it just happened to come up in passing. Um, last year, before so before last year's convention, uh, Matt Dillahunty had gotten laid off from yeah. his job. He was doing uh, software QA stuff, and you know, he had he had been looking for a job and. I got to drive him around town a little bit last year while he was out looking for snooze and uh, we were just chatting and I, I, you know, I asked him how the job hunt was going and he said he'd been on a few interviews, but it was a little rough. And I said, so do you think your atheism, you know, oh, is yeah. making it more difficult? And he's like, oh, I know it is. You know, I mean, I mean, you Google his name and yeah, it's, you Google my name and instantly, you know, atheist the, experience, the and, atheist experience comes up, yeah. all of my videos come up, you know, the speaking engagements, all of that stuff. All the debates. Yeah. He's like, so yeah, I, I know that it's hurting me. And he told me about how one interview in particular, the, uh, you know, the guy interviewing him specifically asked him some, some right. very religious questions yeah. and stuff. And, you know, clearly, clearly out of bounds. Um, and so when I ran into Matt at the convention this year, you know, we, we chatted for a little bit and I asked him one day as we were getting on the elevator, I was like, so, you know, how's the job hunt going? Are you just, have you found anything? Are you just doing the atheist thing full time now? And he's like, no, I'm just doing the atheist thing full time now. He's like, I'm not making nearly as much money as I yeah. was doing software stuff, but you know, with the Patreon stuff and the speaking tour, you know, I'm making enough. I'm making yeah. enough to pay the bills. So, like I said, I'm not, I'm not making as much as I was, but it's enough to pay the bills. And I said, well, yeah, and well, and it's it's good that you know you're able to do something you're passionate yeah. about and that you really like and that you're so good at. So, but it's so shitty that a place won't employ him just because he is an outspoken atheist. Oh yeah. Which is where we're protected, at least, because we both work for the government, and they can fire you for being an atheist. Yeah, well, you know, people people 
are denying him job opportunities because he's an atheist yeah. and they're Christian while at the same time they're the ones screaming about Christian persecution yeah. and we're so repressed. <laughs> Give me a fucking break. You're like, you're just not being allowed to do whatever the fuck you want to do anymore. <laughs> you know, you're, you're the vast, vast majority of the populace here and hold all of this, all of this religious privilege and entitlement yeah. and claim persecution. Like it just doesn't fucking happen. The shit you believe in is on our currency. It's our national fucking motto. Yeah. Don't tell me you're fucking persecuted. Uh, that was, uh, did you see that penny? I think I, I got a snapshot of it. Recently, The uh, one of the first pennies ever got sold at auction for like one point some odd million. Like a lot of fucking money. Uh, but I find it interesting. I want this first penny set on it and I can't see it. Is it made of unicorn semen? It might be. I mean, a slight unicorn semen, but, you know, there's a little bit in there. Dragon urine? Uh, yeah, I didn't save it like I thought I saved it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't save it? Like so, I thought I saved it? <laughs> like, it's not there? When you're looking for things, you talk like a valley girl. Uh, I didn't I, save it like I thought I saved it? But there's always Google. To the Googles! Uh, but basically, it said nothing about God, and it said more about science. Oh, yeah? That's right, yeah. Uh, and something else. First penny. First penny. First penny. First penny. Uh, let's go images. If I have another child, I'll name them First Penny. That's not the right one. There it is. What does it say on it? Yeah, it says, uh, Liberty, parents of science. Liberty. Parents of liberty, parents of science and industry. Parents of science and industry. That's the very first. And remember like a few weeks ago when they were talking about putting women back on like money? This is the very first penny and it's got a woman on it. Why would they have women on money? I know. They already have a couple women on money. They do, but people were outraged when they were saying, let's let's put women that have done influential things in our society on, on money, like the $1 bill or the $5 bill. Well, then we can't refer to money as dead presidents anymore. I know. Well, we, one isn't a president. Well, yeah, but not on a bill, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which bill? Hundred dollar uh, yep. bill, dropping Benjamins, dropping yep. pennies. Yeah, he was never a president. Nope. So this is true. <laughs> this word you're speaking do contains the truth. And unless you got a Sacagawea dollar, every other coin has. Susan B. Anthony. Susan, oh, Susan B. Anthony. Oh, Susan B. Anthony. Yeah. Oh, yeah, which ones are they making now? Because I don't know. Kennedy's no longer around because Kennedy was a fifty cent piece, wasn't he? Well, because he's dead. Well, so yeah, that no too. <laughs> Fuck you, Dan. <laughs> no, he was. Uh, fuck, I don't know. I, thought, I in in school, like I think in junior high or high school, you went through. I, the- I for something memorized all of the people on all of the currency, and now I don't fucking remember. I memorized Billy Joel's "We Didn't Start the Fire." Really, the whole thing, the ba da 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 da. Yeah, just going through history class where we're going through it all, to yeah. saying what uh, like a little one second blurb about what each thing in the song was about. Wow, because they're all events that happened in history, so we did that for history class. Yeah, so you were learning while you were rocking out. Yeah, and then I still remember the song sometimes when I'm really drunk and at a bar <laughs> that has karaoke, <laughs> and I ask them, "Do you have Billy Joel's? We just have to fire." I can name all fifty states in less than a minute. Uh, probably in less than 30 seconds, because when I was in grade school, we learned them all through a song. And I see a timer getting out. 
<laughs> oh, you're going to test me, and now I'm fucking drunk, and I'll probably fail. I mean, we could start with Florida. I don't want to start with Florida. That would throw me <laughs> off, because I know them. I, not only do I know them, I know them in alphabetical order. Oh. You ready for this? All right. Every, everybody at home. <sighs> We see if he's because we don't know if he's going to get it right. When you start, I'll start my stopwatch. All I'll right. probably fuck it up. But are we ready? Yeah, ready. Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Del- California, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Hawaii, Idaho, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Mississippi, Missouri, Nebraska, Nevada. Oh, I fucked up. <laughs> I missed. I missed one. Uh, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, North Carolina, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Vermont, Texas, Virginia, Washington, West Virginia, Wisconsin, Wyoming. I think I missed one in there. I, did you, I don't think you said Utah. 30.39 seconds. No, I said Utah. You did? Okay. Yeah. You said Texas twice, though. No. I didn't say Texas twice. <laughs> I, I thought I heard. Well, hey. we'll have to play it back. I, I think I may have missed a state in there because okay. I was I was getting concerned about. I'm looking at the reflection <laughs> in the mirror, going, "Am I gonna Am I gonna nail it?" And then I start fucking fumbling. But yeah, I I can do that when I'm when I have my full faculties about me. <laughs> and it was this. It was a stupid song we learned in grade school. It's, okay. it's a mnemonic thing, yeah. So, and and of course, learning it in Going grade school. Oh yeah. And I know You're that younger. I'm I, like I can say I'm 99 percent sure I said Utah because in in the grade school version of the song, that's the of course here in Utah, oh, that's yeah. the one that we would like Shout. yell. Yeah. So you get to Virginia, yeah, yeah, and then you yell Utah. Okay. Which yeah. is before Virginia. But. Utah, Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> so you were trying to segue. I was. I, I'm. See, Matt's not here to fuck up our segues tonight. I've noticed them all, and I've not brought them up specifically, <laughs> so the people can realize the absence of, of Matt. Matt. <laughs> so since my brother doesn't listen to us. Uh, <laughs> Every time we do a segue, you want to be on the like, podcast? Ah, sure, segue. <laughs> so you you were trying to make a segue for this story from Florida, yeah? For this pastor who he, he uh, says that uh, God wants men to rule women, but men can't rejoice without, without being, being sued. sued. Yeah, I wasn't too sure on that part. I don't understand uh, what it, that it, means. It doesn't make sense, really. But, what does it mean? Uh, he's, he's crazy. There is no leadership except male, except for male leadership, according to a Florida pastor, during a March 29th sermon about leadership, which was recently highlighted by the Friendly Atheist blog and the Bad Preachers YouTube account. Pastor Bill Littell of the Gospel Baptist Church told his congregation, so real quick. <laughs> I just remembered when I was talking earlier about all the different churches in Memphis. Yeah. They were all different. You know, I didn't see anyone that was like named the same or the same denomination or whatever, other than being, you know, generally Christian. Yeah. Uh, as we're on our tour bus and we're going around the city, the there was a young woman who was regaling us all with stories of the city and the sights that we're seeing. And she's playing songs as we're going along. And she's she's relating this a uh, story of a of a prior trip she had taken with a group of women who had gotten on the bus who were from the First Baptist Church. And she said, now I don't know which First Baptist Church. <laughs> 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 and, 
And that made me chuckle a whole lot more than it probably should have. <laughs> so I'm sorry, let me continue here. Uh, the go- uh, Pastor Bilitel of the Gospel Baptist Church told his congregation he was proud to have a male leadership sign outside the church because, quote, this is a man's world, end quote. Littell said that after a nine-year-old boy found a gun in the church's bathroom last month, what the fuck? <laughs> he was happy that a local media outlet filmed the male leadership sign during its coverage of the incident. Quoting further, and that's going to go out throughout the whole country. Did you know what? Where? Where's it? Oh, this is from Florida. So <laughs> I don't, I don't have the right Florida one. It's, like it's going to be some kind of hickey accent, yeah. I'm sure. But, and that's going to go through the throughout the whole country. Do you know what we'd have had? What we've, what we'd have, have had, had to, to pay, pay to do something like that? He remarked. That was probably a hundred thousand dollar gift. <laughs> I'm not going to thank the person that left the weapon. However. <laughs> They put our children's is in uh, danger, I'm sure. That well, he didn't say that. I'm throwing that in there. No. Uh don't you be ashamed to go to a church with male leadership, Latell said. Every church that's right with God ought to have a sign that says male leadership, because that's the only kind of leadership. Both from Adam all the way to the last part of the Bible, it's all been male. This is a man's world. <laughs> <laughs> And all the men said, Amen, he continued. There aren't many places where men can ever rejoice anymore without feeling about half ashamed because they try to put you down or sue you or something. But brother, this is a man's world. You can say what you want. You can do what you want. But God made Adam in leadership and is going to end with a man in leadership. It doesn't make man better. It is just God's way. Can I get an amen? Amen. (laughs) I should have been a southern preacher. (laughs) So it's got are, are, a little video of the guy hanging on to play this. Sure. It's, it's probably what you just that, that, uh Oh, Adam, that's a long one. He had one assignment. Take care of this one woman. You had one <laughs> fucking job. You <laughs> fucked that up. You fucked it up pretty good. <laughs> when you say I do, that's what you just did. You took the same assignment Adam took. You only got one woman. <laughs> Leader. Unless Take you're care of her. Watch, watch over her. Help her. He was given authority over creation. He named all the animals. He was supposed to keep or till the garden. He, he was supposed to guide his wife. Noah was a leader. Job was a leader. Abraham was picked by God because the Bible says, For I know him that he will command, command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord. He was picked because of his leadership. Abraham was willing to obey God. Joseph was a leader, no doubt. Savior of nations. Twelve tribes of Israel, those people were leaders. Moses was a leader. Was that nobody Smith? liked yes, him. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, no, he had Joshua many wives. Samuel and Saul and David and Solomon and Elijah and Elisha and Hezekiah and Josiah and Isaiah and Jeremiah, Ezekiel and Daniel and the twelve disciples. Did he just read off the cast of 19 Barnabas kids? And these are the names I know, I know. Oh, these are the names I know. Everything rises and falls on leadership. All leaders who have allowed themselves to be used of God, all of these I mentioned from Genesis to the book of Revelation, God has chosen men, guided men, called men in leadership. Leadership <laughs> of the local church, pastor, bishop, shepherd, is to be the husband of one wife. That's why we are not ashamed to put the sign out there, male leadership. 
I know when somebody left their weapon in one of our bathrooms. By the way, I had a suggestion today that we put holsters. We put holsters in the bathroom. In every stall. Next to the shitter. People that are whipping his whipper gun out and put it in a the holster there. Oh, but I got a kick out of when the guy came to interview. So, so he's at a church. Where presumably this is God's house, right? Well, you should, you if you're God? going to be safe anywhere, it's in a fucking church, yeah. right? Uh, <laughs> you mean, I knew we, I knew what was going to happen. I, I know how those those news people think. You know, they're looking for a story. They're desperate for a story. Their job relies on having a story. So when the guy I'm going to give him one. I over and do a little filming. <laughs> I called CLA and said, "What do you think I ought to do?" And he says, "Well, if you feel led of the Lord, do it. Do it. But normally it don't end up very well." I feel led to do it. Give the guy a story. But uh, I, I just knew, I, I told him, I said, I bet they go out there and film that sign, Mayo Leadership, and that's going to go out throughout the whole county. Do you know what we'd have had to pay to do something like that? <laughs> you probably got enough money anyways. Is this, is this something people aren't aware of? a $100,000 uh, gift. The churches are led by male people? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to thank the person that left the weapon, however. <laughs> it just ended. Yeah. God had mercy on that whole deal, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not going to thank him. I'll just put in a holster for him later. Male leadership. Don't you be ashamed. You go to a church with male leadership. We every church that's right with God ought to have a sign male leadership because that's the only kind of leadership, both from Adam all the way to the last part of the Bible. It's all been male. That's right, ladies. You can't lead shit. What about the Virgin Mary? Oh no, you can't. She's not leading anybody. She's just she led the about. pregnancy for nine months. <laughs> Probably taught Jesus a thing or two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is a man's world. <laughs> and all the men said, "Get up and, and run." <laughs> I what the fuck is I, he doing? I think he's giving baseball there are many signals. Places that men can even rejoice anymore without feeling bad, half ashamed uh, because they try to. Put you down or sue you or something. But brother, <laughs> this is a man's world. You can say what you want. You can do what you want. But God made Adam in leadership, and it's going to end with a man in leadership. Probably. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Because of that man's it's leadership. God's way. Yeah. Amen. I always tell women, if you can be a husband of one wife, of course, now that's backfiring a little bit. <laughs> well, what's it referring to the backfire part? Is that like saying about lesbians, or is that... I don't, I don't. I don't know. know. Can I go back going? to Adam for a second? Because <laughs> I just really don't understand how Adam is some paragon of of amazing leadership, from what I understand of the Bible. So, Eve talked him into eating the apple, right? I don't remember him making a decision there. Um, <laughs> no, it was it was a snake. Well, it was the snake talked Eve into yeah. doing it, and then Eve talked Adam into doing it, right? Isn't that kind of how it went? Or am I totally? I thought maybe they, I'm thinking of like. So say that again. You said that the Wasn't snake. It the snake talked Eve into eating the Bible. The, the Bible eating the apple. And, and, and then I thought Eve went to Adam and was like, "Hey, uh-huh. we should eat this apple. Like, why wouldn't we eat this the, apple?" Thus proving she is unfit for any kind of leadership position. <laughs> but then it's not like Adam. He was like, "All right," and then he gets kicked out of the garden. He's just like, "All right." And then, like, one of his sons kills another one. I mean, he's not a good father. He's not a good husband. I just don't don't see it. I don't. I don't. Show me a time when Adam made a good leadership decision. I I loved your comment about when he said, there'll be a leader of men or a male leader until the end of the world. You're like, yeah, probably. (laughs) Because of his leadership. (laughs) That goes out for all of you ladies. 
was that was fucking awful. Yeah, I love some of the old preacher stuff though that people post. You ever you remember Robert Tilton? You ever seen any any of the farting preacher videos? I love those. (laughs) Those are fucking hilarious. They're very sophomoric, but I fucking giggle at them all the time. Of course, I giggle about farts anyway. That's that's. (laughs) There's no way you don't laugh at a fart. I Tracy teases me all the time because like the dog will fart and sometimes I giggle because usually his farts don't make sound and when they do I find that shit extremely funny for some reason and I giggle and she's like are you over there giggling like an idiot why do you laugh at that that's I, not funny I, I find it extremely funny when people have <laughs> fart machines in public and they videotape <laughs> it and put it on YouTube <laughs> fart machines in public oh yeah like they'll walk by they got this guy's got a thing he's called a pooter you squeeze it and makes a fart noise the pooter he did an Easter Bunny episode where he was supposed to be an Easter Bunny, and people were all coming up to take pictures with him, and he'd squeeze it, and like, oh, I'm sorry. I left you a present. <laughs> sorry, buddy. <laughs> or you'd, you'd specifically ask him over, be like, hey, I got something for you. Easter Bunny's, I'm cooking one up for you. And he'd, cooking one up. And he would fart on him. <laughs> uh, cooking one up for you, that's funny. Uh, Mike Fuckaby. That Speaking of male leaders. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, according to Right Wing Watch, make make Hickaby said that the gay community won't rest until there are no more churches. I don't remember that being part of the gay agenda during our last gay agenda meeting. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I don't remember there actually being an agenda. Just oh, that's right. Equality? You know what, though? Maybe there is an agenda. But because I'm just an ally and not actually oh, family, yeah. I'm not privy to the full, full agenda. We're not in the inner circle. Yes. We're just on the outside of that yes. circle. Yes, it's it's okay. it's concentric rings of of, of knowledge and and of kind of like Scientology <laughs> and agendizing. You don't know the real meaning of it until you get to like OT twelve. Yeah, after you've after you've spent hundreds of thousands, thousands. of dollars. <laughs> Did you watch that documentary yet? I still haven't because it was on <sighs> it was on the night before we left, I think. Oh, okay. And so it's on the DVR just yeah. waiting to be watched. I think we'll probably I, do that tonight. I saw it at work. Yeah. And it's not a like a spoiler alert, but one of the guys he's like, "Yeah, I'd reached I reached OT like 8 and that's where they give you the book that's handwritten by L. Ron Hubbard." And I opened up and I started reading it, and I was like, is this a test? Because this shit is batshit crazy. <laughs> so I got this, that moment was like, oh, 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 you think this is real? This alien guy and vo- blowing up volcanoes with nukes and shit. And like, oh. Well, and, I, and wow. I'm guessing that so much it. The, so much of Scientology is based on the sunk cost fallacy, like I've come this far. Yeah, you know I've spent this much. I've spent this much. I spent this much time and money. It's, I, I don't want it to. Have I been gotta a waste. run with it at this t- at this point. Like I'm level eight. There's fuck. How yeah. many levels are there? There total, was quite do you know? a few. I'm trying to think because like OT was like you got your your beginner levels uh-huh. and then you get clear uh-huh. like you got rid of your your thetans your, but you still have the menu because you got to pay like a thousand dollars for every thetan session so of <laughs> course you've always got thetans in you because they want you to go on the e-meter and pay a thousand bucks which all an e-meter is is someone explaining like it's 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 one fifth of a lie detector test yeah like it's so it, yeah it's just testing your it doesn't do anything <laughs> it's it's quack medicine 
but yeah, it was it was pretty good. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I watched it at work. Yeah, there were there were people at the convention talking about it, but I I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I would like to do so very soon because yeah. I I've read a whole bunch of stuff about Scientology in the past. It's been a while since I've read any in depth anything about it, but. There for a while, I was kind of hooked on reading all about how fucking batshit crazy Scientology well, is. Looking at the documentary on it, I could see how in like the seventies and eighties, people could have gotten sucked into it really easily. Yeah, because they didn't tell them what the church was about. Mm-hmm. You didn't get to know what the church was about until you got to a higher level. Scientology that must be for smart people. Well, they were teaching it as a way to make yourself like be a better person, like yeah. be healthier and stuff. And they advertised it's a very good way of like, hey, we're just you know helping you heal yourself from inside and helping you be a better person through positive thought and all that kind of stuff. It's kind of like, oh yeah, I can. That sounds good. Well, that sounds reasonable. I like that. I would like to be a yeah. better person. And then you get to a certain level, and they're telling you, well, the reason why you got bad stuff going on is because. We were a bunch of aliens that got put into volcanoes, and then we dropped nukes on them, and they all blew up, and they're everywhere. Well, yeah. well, when yeah, you're that's... born, uh, we, they jump into your body, and they could be like a thousand jumping into you at one time. <laughs> well, that's why I say I think it's based on the sunk cost fallacy. Yeah. Like, like I'm sure I've that after watching after watching the show on HBO and seeing this guy saying at level eighty got the book, and he was like, "Oh, this is fucking crazy." Yeah. The people at the Church of Scientology are probably going, "Well." Maybe we ought to bump that book back a couple levels. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, not everybody is as invested as they should be at this point. So we got to bump that back a little bit. We can't get through. It's it's the whole fucking and the LDS church and the LDS church does it too. When oh, the, yeah. it's the whole uh, uh, milk before honey or some shit like that or honey before me, where where basically. Don't tell people the batshit crazy things about our religion. Yeah. Tell them yeah. the nice, fluffy, friendly far. things until they're more invested and know more about the church. And then you can tell them about the crazy things yeah. because by that point, you know, they may choose to stay. But at least then they'll – they may choose to leave. But at least then they have a better option. They'll they'll have heard some of the really great things about us, not just the crazy things. Yeah, not That's just the, the murders and – it's like dating somebody. <laughs> like you clean your house, you make it look nice, you don't fart in front of them, and then you don't six fart months later, in front of them, you don't like, <laughs> you don't let them see your hidden porn collection. You, yeah, you erase the search history on your computer. You wear clean clothing all the time. You bathe every day. <laughs> As you get further in, those things all just kind of go by the wayside. The weekend, I decided to sleep in. <laughs> so this says that Mike Huckabee appeared on the Family Research Council's Washington yeah, Watch program that. yesterday to share his outrage that Walmart, among other businesses, came out against a right to discriminate. They came out against a right to discriminate, discriminate bill. I'm outraged by yeah. that. I want the right to discriminate that was passed by the state legislature in his home state of Arkansas. Huckabee told FRC... Family Research Council, President Tony Perkins, the host of the program, that the gay community the gay community has turned the controversies surrounding religious freedom legislation in Arkansas and Indiana into a quote phony crisis, end quote. I don't understand Well, we talked pre podcast a little bit about um Bill Maher having Mike Huckabee on his yeah. show couple weeks ago now i think and i mean he was just he was bill maher there were no difficult questions asked of huckabee he didn't ask him about any more of you know about any of his super controversial uh, political stances about some of the yeah some of the crazy backward fucking asshole comments he's made 
it was all just softball. Hi, Mike. How you doing? Yeah. How you holding up? I like your books. You seem to be a decent guy. And it makes Huckabee come off as, like I said, this, uh, you know, this, guy. this, yeah, a likable grandfatherly almost figure who's just a sweet guy. He's, he's, he, he means well and he's standing up for what he believes. And then they don't talk about any of the batshit fucking crazy discriminatory things that he says. Uh, goes oh. on to quote Huckabee as saying, it's been manufactured by the left just as was the war on women. Huckabee said, there was no war on women. The left has gotten very good on creating a crisis. <laughs> Out of the bullshit that we say, by the way. Something to divide the country. Something to create the sense in which we've got to go after these conservatives because they are trying to trample over our rights. You, you are... <laughs> He added that the LGBT rights movement is like something out of George yeah. Orwell's dystopian novel, 1984. No, his novel, 1984, is more like a theocracy going on where everything's being controlled by yeah. a central hub. Something that Huckabee and <laughs> would people, love to have, and people like him, like fucking uh, Governor of Texas Rick Perry, yeah. Rick Chudmo Perry, would love to fucking see. Uh, he goes on to say it is a classic example of. Really, a page out of 1984, when what things mean are the opposite of what they really are. And that's what I'm seeing here, is that in the name of tolerance, there's intolerance. In the name of diversity, there's uniformity. In the name of acceptance, there's true discrimination. Now, if he was talking about himself... I would agree. He's, like, hitting it out of the park here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I will not tolerate... Fucking discrimination, yeah. treating other human beings as less than because they don't subscribe to your political ideology, your religious ideology, your uh, sexual identity. I mean, there's no reason to treat somebody as as less than you because they don't perfectly fit into your little box. Perfectly fine to say you disagree with them, but oh, yeah. to try to deny their rights as a human being based on those things is fucking bullshit. That's intolerance. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, I I talk shit on all kinds of people yeah. all the fucking time because I disagree with them, but I'm not seeking to deny them their basic civil fucking yeah. rights. Like, we'll be completely tolerant of your religion up until the point where you become right. hostile have, towards everybody else. I have absolutely no problem at all if you believe in a religion that that teaches whatever. If it, you know, if it teaches that you have to shit your pants three times a day. <laughs> And mumble to yourself in what you think is a foreign language and handle snakes and go to a church every Sunday, do all of that kind of shit. Fucking brilliant. Go for it. Do I it. love you for it. Do that on your own time and yeah. don't make other people don't feel like you have to make other people subscribe yeah. to the same belief. And that's when they get upset as well. Do whatever well, I the try fuck to you get want. A, yeah. I try to get a rally going people at school and they said, no, I couldn't do that. Now my religious freedoms are being trampled on. <laughs> and I really want to be able to pray over the intercom at school and you know, it's my religious freedom and my first amendment rights being My free speech. And, my free speech. It's like, yeah, you free speech stop at the door. I'm sorry. <laughs> my free speech. Um, I mean, yeah, believe whatever crazy bullshit you want in the privacy of your own home and in your own church. Yeah. And don't fucking try to force those beliefs on anybody else. And don't try to create laws based on I your bet. religious beliefs that everybody else should have to adhere to. Nobody – or not everybody practices the same fucking religion as you. And then I hate it when people are like, whoa, what do you want us to base our laws off of atheism? 
that's what we're doing right now. See, these are atheist laws because they're not based off the Bible. It's like, no, dude, they're common sense. Secular laws are not atheist laws. No. They're secular laws. They respect no they're religious really- tradition. And anybody with a fucking bit of common sense should be all for secular laws oh, yeah. because you don't want – okay, currently Christians hold a majority here in the United States, right? But Muslims are growing huge, right? Let's say that that they just you know that we decide to give up all of the secular ideals that we have now and start instituting religious laws. Yeah, are Christians going to be super duper happy when potentially one day down the road Muslims are the majority and decide to pass Sharia law across the land? That's basically what these fucking Christians are advocating. For yeah, in saying that we want religious laws passed. You know what religious laws are? Sharia is it really religious laws. laws. <laughs> they don't want that. No, they want biblical laws passed. They, they want their their, their own view. version of religious yeah. laws passed. And and then it's like, okay, well, which which version of Christian laws are, are we going to go through? All of the various hundreds of commandments that are in the Bible. Are you going to limit it to only the ten that have been codified into the Decalogue that that is variously posted and and minorly reworded in different places? Are you going to Go through all of the Old and New Testament and take every commandment therein and may, and yeah. force people to live by those laws. Because it's fucking impossible. You can't do it. Everyone's going to have to have a PMS shed. Right. And, no, I mean, shellfish would be gone. Yep. All the guys would have long hair at their temples, beards, all of the Comfy poly, clothes. All of the polyblend clothing would have to be burned. Yeah. I mean... You couldn't have Life would suck. you couldn't have a variety of different things planted in your backyard garden. I mean, there's just so many things. Football would have to go unless they change to a purely synthetic ball. <laughs> <laughs> no no handling of Sunday. pork. Yeah. No games on Sunday. That would all be out. You know. And then are we going to follow the Jewish traditions or the Christian yeah. traditions? Yeah, it's just you can't. The 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 best most peaceful society would have laws based on secular ideals, whether where you're not. You're not offering special difference to any one particular religious tradition. In the way our, our laws were written originally by our founding fathers was the intent on having this being the secular nation. Correct. Which we are. Mm-hmm. Which people ignore. Mm-hmm. And we slap them. Oh, yeah. Well, and, you know, they try to they try to erect monuments with Ten Commandments yeah. everywhere yeah. saying that these are what our laws are based on. No. Like, no. Maybe, maybe two? They're really not, like... There are several. Like, there are several commandments that you cannot actually pass as as a, 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 a law, law because that strips people of their freedom to do. Like whatever. I can look at any of my neighbor's possessions and covet them and think, man, I really, I really <laughs> like that lawnmower. Yeah, that guy's car is super cool. And have you seen, have you seen Bob's grill? It's fucking awesome. I mean, I can't murder, so that's one. And thou shalt not like lie, bear false, bear, bear, bear false witness. witness. It's only true on a stand. Well, and and yeah, well, and even then that's subjective. I mean, different people could have picked up different parts of a conversation and said, this is what I heard, this is what yeah. I heard, this is, this is my objective truth, or this is my subjective truth based on the objective reality. I mean, there's... There's so many problems with all of it yeah. that it's you the wandering down that path is just it's a path to destruction ultimately, and we see that all over the place. We see it with ISIS, yeah, you know, forcing people to live by Sharia law. Yeah, I can't remember. I think there's actually a uh, yeah, there's a, a, a soundbite on the end of this with what he actually said. Well, yeah, the rest of it is oh, is just let's listen to that. Yeah, listen to Huckabee. Yeah, I love Mike Huckabee. There we go. Tony, this is bizarre, and I think it's a, a 
Tony that's, that's Perkins. It's been manufactured yeah, by the Perkins. left, just as was the war on women. There was no war on women. The left has gotten very good at creating uh, a, a crisis, something to divide the country, something to create the sense in which uh, we've got to go after these conservatives because they're trying to do, trample over our rights. And it is a classic example of uh, really the, the sort of a page out of 1984 mm -hmm. when what things mean mm -hmm. are the opposite of what they really are. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what I'm seeing here is that Hallelujah. in the name of <laughs> tolerance, there's intolerance. In the name of diversity, there's uniformity. In the name of acceptance, there's uh, true discrimination. It's just bizarre. And, and the sad thing is a lot of these major companies and CEOs are just capitulating. And here's what's even sadder to me. A lot of the people in the yeah. political realm are just deciding that it's easier to fold and quit than it is to fight. And as the result of that is that we invite more of this. Uh, nobody likes to have a fight. Nobody likes to be hated. Sometimes you just got to stand up and say... Why are you hating so much? Yeah, why does he fucking go around hating on people yeah, yeah. all the time? <laughs> you're wrong like on the it. issue. And I'm not backing down because your facts are not facts. They're fiction. <laughs> and we're not going to stop. Uh, You're listening to Washington Watch. I'm your host, Tony Perkins. Governor Mike Huckabee joins me talking about the uh, Religious Freedom Restoration Act in the uh, the state of Arkansas, also uh, up in Indiana. Uh, that is uh, still being uh, All up in Indiana. Up oh, yes. There as they're reworking some of the language in that. Uh, Governor, the the idea of, or I guess one, a core principle of a civil society is that we all are different. And we have different beliefs, different ideas, uh -huh. and we tolerate one. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yep. The idea that you would go into a place of business that engages in, let's, we're talking about wedding vendors here. Okay. And force someone to do something that's against their will instead of just saying, all right, I don't agree with you and I, 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 I don't like that you don't like what I'm doing, but you know what? I'm going to go next door to the other florist. The whole, he's missing the whole fucking yeah, point yeah. here that these people chose to operate a public business. business. They're not operating a fucking church charity yeah. where they're, <laughs> you know, this is my church, these are my congregants, these are the things that I will do to provide services to these people. You're, you're yeah. operating in a public space. You, you, you are, make fucking cakes. You're <laughs> offering public accommodation. You need to accommodate all of the public, not just those who you want to serve. Yeah. Unless you're called like Kathy's Catholic Cakes. <laughs> <laughs> all spelled with a K. <laughs> 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 that was looking beautiful. <laughs> he just misses that whole fucking yeah. point. Instead of yeah. doing that, what they're doing is they're using the government to force somebody to engage in something. Now, no. some people may say, "Well, you know, that's you're just you're it, it's just this thing with same-sex weddings." No, actually, if as you pointed out earlier, where does this stop? Where will it stop? <laughs> Maybe equality? Uh, Cats yeah. and dogs living together. <laughs> <laughs> Pandemonium. Mass hysteria. <laughs> Won't stop until there are no more churches, until there are no more people who are spreading the gospel. And, and I'm talking now about the unabridged, unapologetic gospel that is really God's truth. Muslims. <laughs> That's God's truth right there. Fucking what an asshole. Yeah. These people seem to have no no conscience, no no moral no moral barometer to say that what they're doing is wrong. 
and no good sense to realize that nobody's forcing these people to run a business. Oh, no. Nobody nobody told them you have to open a shop and you have to serve gay people. No, it's you have to open a shop and if yeah. or I mean <laughs> you don't have to open a shop. If you want to open a shop, you have to follow the laws yeah. that govern a business. So Fox News was playing it where there was a group of Christians who specifically went out to target gay bakers uh-huh. to see if they would bake cakes for them that said specifically that homosexual marriage is wrong uh-huh. on the cake written out on it. Uh-huh. They all said no. Uh-huh. And I'm like, and they're like, well, look at this. They won't bake a cake for straight couples. Like, But they wanted a message of hate put yeah. right on the fucking cake. If yeah. these you other people wanted a cake that says, like, God is great, they'd probably be like, okay, okay sure, yeah, whatever. Yeah, that'd be great. But the first people were asking for a cake. And they weren't discriminating. They weren't discriminating against you just because you're Christians. They were discriminating against the specific message of hate Hate. that you wanted to spread. Yeah, it wasn't like the original people in the lawsuit wanted a cake that said gay marriage rocks. Yeah. No, it was just a simple like wedding cake that had probably no message on it whatsoever. Yeah. Unless it was a really tacky wedding cake. Yeah. It was a gay wedding. It wouldn't have been a tacky <laughs> wedding cake. It would have been. Exactly. It would have been, would have been fucking gorgeous. It would have been and, fantastic. And the way I understood that one was they the baker had agreed to make the cake originally. Like, it was all set up. Yeah, we're doing mm-hmm. the cake and stuff. And they both came in together. And it was like, oh, you're gay? Oh, you guys are well, holding now I, hands. Now I can't make You're not a, a president you. and you're not. The, you're not the you're not the president of the United States, and you're not from Saudi Arabia. So holding hands in this situation probably means you're gay. Uh, <laughs> that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Like, yeah, and that's the whole point is that you know the, these people go in and and they request a specific message of hate. Of course, it's going it's to be, be declined. Yeah, especially when you're targeting, like going, hey, these are known homosexual bakers. Let's go in there and see if they'll make a cake for us that says something completely derogatory towards and you know, them. Right. And and I would imagine that these same bakers that, that wouldn't that wouldn't uh bake a cake that says, you know, gay marriage is evil would also not bake a cake that says all Christians are fucking assholes. Yeah. Unless they were in a good mood. <laughs> you know what I mean? That that all Christians or all Muslims must die or shit like that. They're yeah. not going to bake a fucking cake like that. And I'm just missing the part in the Bible where it says, thou shalt not bake cakes for homosexuals. Yeah. Somebody, oh, I think it was uh, somebody on Facebook uh, on Easter uh, posted as their status something like, he is risen. To not bake cakes for gay people. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought that was just fucking horseshit and bad and awful. We yeah, done for this yeah, evening? It's, it's getting to that point. I, about I, that time? I, I see you pulled up a song here. I did pull up a song here. I, I, felt, I felt moved. <laughs> felt, felt compelled I to felt play. I felt the spirit moved me to play this particular video after something we spoke about earlier this evening. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks for listening.
I just thought this would be perfect. Yeah. And we just wanted to make sure everybody knew that we have an email address and a Facebook page and a Twitter page. Yes. You can find us on Facebook at Godless Revolution. You can find us on Twitter at TGR Podcast. You can send us an email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com. Send us questions, comments, hate mail. We love to get all of that kind of stuff. Uh, I want to thank Ryan's brother, Zach, for joining us tonight. Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah, thanks, for, for, thanks for playing. <laughs> <laughs> this is a pleasure to meet you, man. Thanks for coming out tonight. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Money to buy from other men. Just as a man worth. But it would be like that. Not one little thing without a woman. Oh, how, how man needs a woman. I sympathize with the man that don't have a woman. He lies in the wilderness. He lies in bitterness. He lies.